0: Mofax no head. Doing it like this. Yeah.
1: Mo Fax with Adam Curry for March 16th, 2022. This is episode number 78. Ready to go to school? I know I am i'm adam curry coming to you from the heart of the texas hill country time once again to spin the wheel of topics from here to northern virginia please say hello to my friend on the other end mr mo fax how you doing adam hey mo it's always a pleasure my brother we don't talk enough we don't talk enough it's just not enough you know it's like uh every every i mean we text and stuff every but every two weeks it just doesn't feel like enough how about you
2: it's uh, always looking forward to, and um, maybe we have might have to increase the frequency. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, man, the world is kind of gone crazy right now. I mean, it's just everything is uh, is looking kind of weird. I'm not quite sure where to, you know, what to pay
2: attention to these days. I tr- honestly, I try to pay attention to as little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, as many rabbit holes as possible so right. if i go down one i'll just go down that one because if you try to consume it all uh it's very 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 uh troublesome
1: yeah yeah i get kind of filled up from time to time it's like you know what i'm so happy i am going to talk with mo i'm gonna sit back relax <laughs> and let, let me split this wheel for a second mo. I, we'll get right to it We've got to find out what's happening round around it goes the wheel of topics where it stops nobody knows of course Mo mofax knows uh, the topic for episode number 78, Mo Facts with Adam Curry, is. An open society. Well, the first thing that comes up in my mind is George Soros. <laughs> that's the first thing when I think of open society.
2: And that's exactly where we're going. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, there it is. So we want to talk about George Soros. While we can't talk about him, uh, what he's trying to do, and exactly what you talked about, about what's going on in the world today. um how he how he and people that think like him, we got to make it clear that he's not the only one, not the boogeyman, um, but it's people that le- think like him that want to restructure society, <clears throat> so,
1: yeah, yeah, I would agree and and certainly now in that part of the world where crap's going down, it's all in that general area where
2: some of these people are from, and that's what we had to look at because uh what we see now. And why he is, you say he can't, you can't talk about him because his past experience and his with a group he's a part of, we're seeing something eerily similar going on right now. So I guess we need to do some background on old George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, good. Um, yes, let's do some of that. This is, um, Mehdi Hassan, uh, and Emily, uh, Tamkin,
3: and they're talking about uh, the right-wing boogeyman. Rising crime rates, migrant caravans, sex trafficking rings, critical race theory, gun control, Antifa. According to the right, these are existential threats to the American way of life. And according to many on the right, they're all the fault of one man. <laughs> George Soros decided to purchase Diego.
4: How much do you think George Soros is involved here in Texas? George Soros funded their opponents to take out Democrats... Who were
5: prosecuted? Soros' money went towards it to
6: fund the police movement. Affiliates who are getting money from the Soros-occupied State Department. George Soros. George Soros. George Soros. George Soros. Is he aware that his money is being used to destroy America? I wouldn't just say America. I would say the West. Western civilization is his target.
3: That's right. You've probably heard the name George Soros before. He's the Hungarian-born American Jewish billionaire who's been the focus of so many far-right conspiracy theories in recent years. Theories that often sound like they're ripped from the protocols of the elders of Zion or something.
7: <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I've studied so much George Soros. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of taken on mythical proportions because there's many... People like him who make money the way he does. But what's specific about him is all these smaller little. He, he did just grandiose things to get the money coming in. But it's all this little stuff spread around that you don't really know about until it's too late. That's where he's spending it all.
2: His money's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's institutional.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so... that's a good point. Institutional is a good way to look at it.
2: Um, and he, he looks the part.
8: When you actually
2: look at him, he looks like
1: a... He he uh, does have that that evil character uh, look to him, doesn't he? he,
2: Right, that he needs to have like a a cat on his lap like stroking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take over the world by Tuesday. That kind of thing. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. So I think that's why he fits the part. But we Hmm. have to be clear that he represents a way of thinking, uh, this open way of thinking. uh, Let's just change everything on a dime. And it's uh very jarring and it's starting to pull society at it seems that you have these two uh totally polar opposite ways of thinking and people are siding up, which that becomes binary and that leads to conflict. <laughs> it does, but yeah. Out of the conflict and chaos, they build build a new. Well, so that's, that's out, of, out
1: of chaos order right that's uh Correct. that's the the elite's uh, slogan
2: if you can say there are an, an, an elite so uh <laughs> okay it's, it, so what we're going to do is also today is look and see the defense mechanisms used by people like soros and his ilk um where how was what is rooted in because you heard one of the things mentioned in it um before clip is the elders of Zion, yep, and um, so we have Senator Franken here, and this is an older clip, he's talking to Jake Tapper, uh, and they're talking about the German whistles this new two-minute
9: ad that the Trump campaign is going to be airing. Uh, it bla- it um, blasts the Washington and global establishment. It uses images of Obama and Clinton, but but some columnists have noted that there are three other individuals uh, in the ad. George Soros, Janet Yellen, Lloyd Blankfein, the financier, the Fed chair, and the chair of Goldman Sachs. And people have pointed out all three of them happen to be Jewish. What was your take when you saw the ad?
10: Well, when I saw the ad, I thought that this was uh, something of a German Shepherd whistle, <laughs> uh, a dog whistle, uh, to sort of the uh, a certain group in the United States. I, I think I'm Jewish, so maybe I'm I'm sensitive to it. But it clearly had sort of Elders of Zion kind of feel to it. International banking crisis. Uh, uh, Plot or conspiracy, rather, and uh, and then a number of Jews. Uh, so, I I think that um, that it, it does speak to a certain uh, part of his uh alt-right base the bannon i mean bannon who's head of breitbart Mm -hmm. is his, (coughs) his uh chairman uh they traffic in that uh trump has retweeted a lot of that sort of thing and i think that it's it's a uh an appeal to some of the worst elements in our country as a closing argument. And I think that people who aren't sensitive to that or don't know that history may not see that in that. But that's what I I immediately uh, saw.
1: And what's always weird to me is that, you know, because, of course, I've been uh, and I encourage people calling me a conspiracy therapist, but conspiracy theorists. But most of the stuff that, that the stories that are out there, certainly when it comes to banks and who runs what and who owns what and what they plan to do, they, they're they just publicly saying it. It's not like a secret. It's just not really reported anywhere.
2: And But that's the Jedi mind trick right there mm-hmm. is the fact that if you say there is this huge cabal of people no matter what their ethnicity is because i think when sure. you walk into the room of they mm-hmm. it's a it's a vast mixture of all of all types yeah um of people and but they're all lizard heart we <laughs> we know that for sure um
1: <laughs> reptilian oh, to the at core brain. everybody <laughs> oh, at, at, at,
2: at brain instead of heart um but yeah they, they think with this set of uh, set framework of either um uh Flight, flight, or f- fight or flight. Right. That's their mindset, and I th- we have to remember this: that this is their basis. Like, okay, the world's coming to an end. We can't leave Earth, <laughs> not and not as of yet, right? So now we have to fight, and the way they fight is through working their way into institutions and and bringing about change. Um. So this, our I, I, uh, elders of Zion, have you? I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, (laughs) Oh, yes, Mo. Oh, yes. (laughs) I have most definitely heard
1: of the elders of Zion. You betcha. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, I just want to make sure you have. So what we're going to do is do a little background on it. Good. uh, Because it's very important to see what that is and how it's being used today and maybe some similarities to what's going on right well, now. Well let's
1: just say right now the uh, former senator from Minnesota I think that was Al Franken was very yes. clear that this is just a crazy conspiracy theory. Eld- yes. Elders of Zion he, he that's the way he said it. He, he really made quite clear this Elders of Zion stuff. And,
2: and so re- let's remember that when you say uh, crazy conspiracy theory because is he talking about the content of the book or the book itself? Because that's, that's- We have to separate the two Definitely Uh, For sure (laughs) So I guess we can go And get to number four And uh, this is Al Jazeera I believe Um, And see see How they explain The the protocols
5: The protocols Of the elders of Zion Is the most notorious Example of anti-Semitic Propaganda In modern history The Protocols is a conspiracy theory that has been discredited repeatedly, but continues to circulate in the garb of truth. Since the first Arabic edition appeared in 1920, the Protocols and other myths of Jewish conspiracy have spread widely in the Arab world. Conspiracy theories may be appealing, but they do a lot of damage, not only to Jews, but also to those trying to deal with the real sources of the problems. So, what is the Protocols of the Elders of Zion? The Protocols purports to document a 200-year-old Jewish plot to rule the world. 24 segments, called Protocols, contain fictitious plans of a non-existent group of Jewish leaders called the Elders of Zion to corrupt the morals of the world, take control of international markets and the global press, and eventually destroy civilization. So, who wrote the Protocols? No one knows exactly who wrote the work, but it first appeared in Russia as a series of newspaper articles in 1903 and was soon after published as a book. Jews were a vulnerable minority in Russia and had long been a target of hatred and violence. So it was easy to point an accusatory finger at them without consequence. The Protocols was proven to be fake almost as soon as it was published. A Russian government investigation at the time showed that it was fabricated by the Russian secret police operating in France. Even Tsar Nicholas II, who hated the Jews, recognized that the protocols was a lie and ordered copies to be confiscated
2: hmm. <clears throat>
5: okay so i mean that, is that
2: what you because <clears throat> i want to
1: well for me i mean i've i've read through the the protocols of the elder elders of zion so i haven't so much looked at the authenticity of it just right. the words itself is what i <laughs> what i spend most of my time on
2: but the reason why I asked is, had you ever have you ever heard of it being a conspiracy? Not a conspiracy theory, but it seemed like it was uh, strategic propaganda. Um. Uh,
1: well, that's it would be positioned as fake, as not true, as a as a mm-hmm. hoax story, and there's never really any mainstream dive into the actual words itself i mean but in general if you say if you say protocols of elders of zion right away bam anti-semite what's wrong with you
2: i'll give you an example of how i see how this worked just think about the trump p-tape yeah the fact that they that the dossier <laughs> right? yes yes that was a real thing that was full of fake news yeah it was a real piece of propaganda i mean the actual (laughs) yes the creation of it was real now what was in it has never been proven that i look at this as an old school form of that could be
8: right i mean
2: i'm I'm just saying because we can't prove or disprove now we all all people think that there's a group of people that want to control the world um and this is why I had to do the third reel first mm-hmm. because we had to work our way through the minutiae <laughs> to, to get to this point. Because yeah. this is this is Soros' magic cape. The reason why we had to discuss this is this is his magic cape to say, I can surround myself with anything talking about globalism is rebranded as anti-Semitism. And that's not an equal one-to-one. Oh, no, totally not. Uh, Cause because you think we say, oh, China's trying to take over the world. Look look what they did with uh Saudi Arabia with the oil, right? Nobody bats an eye. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right. But when you say it's a globalist cabal, that translates into the way people hear it as <clears throat> it's a Jewish conspiracy. Right. And this is how he's being able to hide or this is why people are even scared to broach the conversation about him and what he's doing. Yeah, and because people, p- like people don't it. want to
1: be labeled a conspiracy theorist or an anti-Semite. That's it's very it's powerful both ways that's At, what I'm as like a that. dossier <laughs> and as as an anti-dossier. I mean, it, it's very it, in fact, it's just as polarizing as the 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 Russia dossier. I guess you're right. Only that so was one what... person and, and Russia, and mm-hmm. this is uh, Jews. <laughs> which is probably a bigger group yeah that too (laughs) yeah interesting good point Uh,
2: so i just want to make sure how we look at this we're looking at it as one it could be fake but still be effective because look how the i mean just a little foreshadowing here look how that dossier uh set the tone for the anti-russian hate we're seeing right now which is crazy it's crazy, but we, we we've done it for six what five years now. That it's the Russians, it's the Russians. It was never well. What's interesting? Yes, we're, yeah.
1: yes, Mo. But it's interesting because it's become faceless. All right? There's only one face. It's Putin, and there's no other face. There's no Russian people. I mean, even I'm amazed when I look at a YouTube video of a Russian couple showing a Russian supermarket, kind of like a Kmart, you know, or mm-hmm. a, a Walmart type deal. And it's so normal, and the gas stations look normal, and it's not, you know, we have so little context about those people's lives. I don't think anyone really hates Russian people. It's just the general, the Russians, which is even worse.
2: But the Jews. yeah, which is the same, it's, the, it's, the, yes. it's the same. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. So, I'm with you. So what I'm saying is, as as I, as I always try to do, look back at history <laughs> see how it was shaped yeah. and we say with well, history repeats itself i think we're seeing the same thing now we had this huge propaganda run and i'm not like i said i'm not pro-putin at all i that i even have to say that because it's the same oh, thing they're all the liars
1: they're all liars all of right. them
2: and i still won't smoke with russia for what they did to apollo creed so i mean uh, so
1: who? Wait, oh apollo uh, creed apollo- <laughs> <laughs> i understand no no now you've got a valid point mo yes yeah, i'm, I'm still- with you on that yeah <laughs>
2: That's still a, 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 a sensitive subject with us. Uh, so. <laughs> <Jeez>. Okay. <laughs> but no, um, so what we have to do, this This is why I'm digging into this one piece of propaganda because you've heard it used twice in the first two clips. And it's the go-to. Every time you say anything about globalism, it's a straight jump to Elder Design, Just like anytime you say yep. anything about Russia, yep. Yep. it's a straight jump to Putin. It's like in reverse though, instead of, It goes from the group to the person. Now it's going from the person to the group. Totally. Now we got that laid out and we kind of see where we're going. I guess we're going to uh,
5: number five. Over the decades, numerous governments, scholars and religious leaders have verified the protocols were a work of fiction. Nevertheless, the protocols and the myth of Jewish world control never disappeared. Jews have been blamed for capitalism and its ideological opposite, communism. They've been called zealous nationalists who reject the international community and also devious globalists trying to dismantle nation states. The truth is, the Protocols made it easy to point a finger at Jews for all kinds of political movements. So, why does belief in this absurd fiction persist? The Protocols mention no sources, dates, or names to prove their inauthenticity, so they are easily deployed to many contexts. Those who show the protocols to be fabricated are simply dismissed as part of the conspiracy. Today, people blame Jews for all kinds of social ills. But Jews aren't behind the failure of Arab governments or their economic crises any more than Jews are the source of pandemics, droughts and natural disasters. Promoting a conspiracy of Jewish world domination diverts attention from the real sources of national troubles, ensuring that they will never be solved. To invert truth to blame the Jews for 9-11 or the rise of ISIS simply allows extremism to fester without addressing its source. Pointing a finger at Israel or Jewish medical researchers for the spread of AIDS or the coronavirus is not only a malicious lie, but it distracts the public from developing effective solutions. All people committed to truth and justice should help debunk false conspiracy theories. Then maybe we can work together to address the true sources of the world's enduring challenges.
1: Oh, man, I hadn't heard that the Jews were responsible for COVID. That was a new one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard that one.
2: Yeah, um, the, problem, you and know, the, this
1: is, the problem that yeah. I that I run up against, although not recently, is whenever you talk about the financial system and I say specifically financial system, because saying banking is it's that crazy. It's that polarizing. If you say banking, it's oh, oh, juice. No, the financial system, you know, the central banks. Uh, but even saying that is sometimes often immediately taken to, oh, OK, right. You know what I mean?
2: That's the mental leak I'm talking about yep. How everything has been Associated with Certain groups Yeah <clears throat> And that's like I said that's the same thing Just to go back with Russia Every time anything Pointed to Russia <clears throat> For the last Six years I mean Because Biden's been in there For one year And then Trump campaigned for a year Before he served in the office Anything that smelled Of Russia You even had People that Whose job was it To meet with Russians If they actually Met with them Oh, it's, you know, they're they're, uh, puppets of Putin. Oh, yeah. So, I mean,
1: I don't uh, know if if you have the clip. Did you see the the view? Uh,
11: No,
1: I didn't. Well, I don't have the clip yet because it'll be for tomorrow. But they were saying, (laughs) you know, like, uh, who was it? Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard, you know, they should be investigated for their ties to Russia. And then Whoopi literally said, you know, they used to arrest people for this. Yeah, I mean, and holy th- th- crap! Yeah, that was the Red Scare. That was we were we were picking up communists like crazy people. It's kind of seen as a dark cloud in our history, and they're openly even, calling for it.
2: But even McCarthy it depends on which way you look at it. Some people say he was doing the right thing and a good job, and then other people were saying, you know, because communism was was running wild.
1: Right, right. Period. But I guess the 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 main un American thing is mm-hmm. maintaining lists. You don't maintain a list, which by in itself can be anti-Semitic Schindler's list. I'm just saying in America, we don't make lists. So when we started to get no-fly lists and terrorist watch lists, it was really polarizing because of the fact that it was a list. And And it's like, hey, we don't do lists because before you know, we have a lot of lists. And here we are. Now we got a Russia list.
2: Yes. It's sad. And we... <laughs> sad. Uh, yeah, it's... it's this is why I wanted to do this show and the way I did it was we're so we're slowly becoming the thing that we claim we despise. Yes. And it's, it's the, I don't know if it's the fog of war that people can't see it. Yes. They don't it, hear themselves. Wait,
1: it, we're still in COVID brother. We're, we're still in mass formation as far as I'm concerned.
2: And that, they're bringing that back.
1: Well, I mean, and it went from masks and social distancing and oh, and now vaccines and now all the calls of our troubles, your your five six seven dollar a gallon gas being propagated by the leaders of the world falsely mm-hmm. saying, oh, that's because of Putin so they're using yeah. they're abusing this for all kinds of stuff, including political here in the United States because you know Donald Trump is clearly a Russian agent, so you know this is what you get. you can't have him in uh, in 2024. It's disgusting.
2: And that's why I started to show off when you asked me about like everything that's going on. If you're going to pay attention to th- something, pay attention to one thing at a time, because this constant wish wash back and right. forth, I COVID, agree. Russia, I agree. Yeah. Gra- gas, inflation, it leaves you in a state of defeat, which is the whole purpose. Yes, of, exactly.
1: Of <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm good, you know, because I, I, I make the most study of the financial stuff and the, um, the environmental social governance because I'm really following it. I can see why this is happening, and it's a different story. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. That, that's what I do for a living. But even I'm a little a little weary, you know, of of just all the the barrage of messages which I have to watch. You know, that's just what that's my job. And Thank and that's what, God for the holy herb,
2: brother. And <laughs> that's what Yuri talked about, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly right. Um, and that's what uh, Yuri's talked about. Uh, Business. I can't even get his last name right business off i believe me how you pronounce it but who is this the russian age uh, um, oh yes yuri uh, the former kgb yeah, yuri, um, yeah i forget his business last off, business off or something I'll, like that
1: i'll look um, it up yeah yeah, yeah.
2: But, but that's what he was talking about one they they ratchet up one thing while they released the pressure off another thing so and they
1: and, up and he said and and we start mm-hmm. by corrupting everybody in school correct yeah yuri bezmanov
2: Bezmenov, Be- uh, I can't even say that. Bezmanov. Uh, yeah, there we go. Bezmanov. <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you. Um, a lot of real estate on his, a <laughs> lot of real estate on his face. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but that's the whole thing is that I just want to point to people just to prepare them. Covid is Covid is on the rise. They're about to crank that back up, so they'll dial back Putin. And with uh Covid, it's now. Oh, you saw Obama had it, right? So. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and it's pushing. I caught it, but thanks to the vaccine. Yeah. Um, I, sure live. I live. It. It's, I
1: live. I live. I live. Thanks to the vaccine.
2: I live. That's it. it you're right. That's and all you got say. They're saying the fourth shot. We need the fourth shot. Yep. So I'm just letting yep. people be aware of, just be careful how you consume news, uh, because it can be very defeating. So uh, in that vein, the protocols of the elders of Zion was, seems to be a, fictitious okay let me explain how i want to say this the way it was created or it's a manufactured document let me say it like that another manufactured document was the witty lynch letter that we discussed before on a previous show oh my goodness yes 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 i remember yes. this so what i want to do is this is uh almas jace uh sammy uh and this is from 2008 this is way after uh Farrakhan, another person name we can't mention because of the polarizing. Uh, Believe me, we're,
1: we're getting lots of emails for uh, for this episode, trust
2: me. I I, I could feel him I could hear the key, the keys typing already. But, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um so he's gonna get into the Willie Lynch letter if it's real or not, and the fact that it may not be real, um, what's still the impact?
0: You see, the thing that separates us from every other group of slaves was the fact that they knew that slavery was not the beginning and the end of their existence as human beings. We, on the other hand, believe that slavery is the beginning of African or black history. That is what happens when you allow someone else to write your history. When the United States dropped two atomic bombs on the Japanese ending World War II, Japan was devastated. The Japanese government, as a part of the surrender, agreed to give America the run of the whole country. The United States controlled the economy as General Douglas MacArthur wanted to control the educational system. He wanted to ban the teaching of Japanese history, and that is where the That's Japanese right. leadership drew the line. They would never dream of letting someone else control what was taught to their children. They knew that if they gave up the mind of their children, then there would be little hope of ever getting back on their feet. Without history, future generations would be forced to grope around in the darkness, lost, afraid, and timid. Unfortunately, this is the status that we were reduced to during our time on the plantation. We became lost, afraid, and timid. There was a pamphlet floating around a few years ago called the Willie Lynch Papers that was said to be the plan that was distributed throughout the South. Supposedly, Willie Lynch was a slaver who had a great success at getting work out of Africans who were enslaved on his plantation. They feared him and therefore worked his plantation with little effort on his part. It has also been stated that there never really was a man named Willie Lynch in the first place, and his Mm. legacy is a myth. Regardless, I believe it is necessary for us to study the Willie Lynch papers in order to understand our own fears and misunderstanding today. It is instructional for us. Firstly, Willie Lynch was primarily concerned with profit. It wasn't personal in the sense that they had something out for Africa. No, they simply wanted to make a buck and then use that money to monopolize or control the world, to seize power over the whole world. It was about the Benjamins from the (laughs) get-go.
1: And there it is, my whole thesis, (laughs) follow the money.
2: It's always about the money. It's never personal, and that's what people have to understand. Uh, At least if, if you look at it through that light, you can at least put some logic behind it. And it's okay. If it's logic behind it, then you can figure out how you can manipulate the effect on you. If you feel hopeless, then there's no hope. I'm saying right. you, there's no, there's no hope resolution for that. <laughs> there's no, there's there's, no the hope, hope is us. gone.
1: Is <laughs> it. Done.
2: And so, yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. And that's what we had to realize. Um, but I just want to play that and compare it to the protocols, because even though that document was forged or, created or manufactured it still had some truth in it and some power into it because a lot of people consume that and like well oh it's just willie lynch you would hear that people say that oh well that's just willie lynch uh black and black crime oh that's just willie lynch you know this Hmm. and yeah so it's it's the point i'm trying to make is that i understand why people are so sensitive when they hear the Zions, uh, the elders of Zion, that kind of thing, because it's like, Oh, they understand their history. So they're like, no, we're not going down that road ever again. So they come out and attack it. And like I said, I think people like Soros and the people that shape his media narrative. know that's a good hiding place for him. It works.
1: Um, it's yeah, of course it's a dynamite. The hiding place <laughs> is a good, good descriptor.
2: Yeah. So it, it's all, it, he can always slide back into there. So I wanted to get into a little bit more of the protocol, but from the perspective of, um, the, um, what is it was called Yad Yad Vashem. And what this is, is, uh, this contains the, the world's largest repository of information on the Holocaust. Um, uh, <coughs> <it's the, coughs> excuse me, is the leading is the leader in Holocaust education, uh, uh, research and documentation. So this is a good source from, you know, the Jewish side for, uh, for their understanding. Cause the other side was from Al Jazeera, which I
1: could, yeah, it, weird. it was interesting because I was like, okay, what kind of, they'll probably be all in on it. And they weren't, which was interesting to hear from Al Jazeera.
2: Which I found interesting as well. Uh, that even to say that take this, say Tibetan monks <laughs> had, you're know, saying, they say we blame Tibetan monks for, what happened in the Middle East, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that was definitely outside forces that destabilized the Middle East. Mm-hmm. But to say that you can't blame anybody for it, that was kind of weird, a weird uh, position for Al Jazeera to take. So I just want to point that out. But here is, from the, uh, from the Jewish point of view, uh, how they view the protocols.
9: A major legacy of the late 19th century Russian anti-Semitism was the fabricated text known as the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, The work originated in circles of the Russian secret police, based on materials borrowed from earlier conspiratorial anti-Jewish writings and theories. Originally published in the early 20th century under the title Antichrist, the Protocols disseminated, eventually becoming one of the most widely distributed anti-Semitic publications of modern times. The conspiratorial content presented in the publication serves to explain its attractiveness to anti-Semitic ideologues, parties, and movements.
12: So the Tsarist secret police put together this document that basically um, chronicled the meetings, the alleged meetings that took place over time in Prague at the site of the Jewish cemetery by Jewish elders who came together to discuss ways in which they could rule the world, in which Jews could rule the world. So, um, Every single movement in history, um, every single event in history can be That way, attributed to the Jews. The Jews have a scheme, have a ploy to rule over the world, and they, you know, so that the French Revolution, according to these protocols, was, um, you know, was orchestrated by the Jews. Socialism invented by the Jews. Capitalism. Every single event.
1: Wow, I'm learning so much about our friends.
12: (laughs) (laughs) They get blamed for everything. (laughs) I mean, I
1: get it. (laughs) I I was thinking about this as as I'm listening to that. I'm thinking. Mm You know, often when people want to call out an individual, they'll use whatever generalization they can. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you a can, stereotype. A stereotype, <laughs> of course. You yeah. can come up with all kinds of stereotypes about me if you want to single me out for something. Um and it happens with blacks, with browns, Mexicans, you know, and there's all kinds of stereotypes. Um, but this one in particular is always like, oh, stop. And the other one's kind of, I mean, there's even stereotypes about podcasters now. You know what I mean? It's like, and to single one person out, they'll take, they'll, they'll say, oh, all podcasters are this and therefore.
2: Well, that's what they, that's, that's how they try to identify us as a uh, horse pace eating. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yes. For hat wearing people that's by, right. That's right. by creating the archetype of one podcaster <laughs> Yes, and yes. demonizing him, and that, and, and the same thing with Putin. Yeah. Taking one Russian, taking one leader, and saying across all people. Yeah. So w- what I'm just saying is, we we have to look at the past and see how this information was manufactured in Russia by the Tsar's police and disseminated across the world. This is like the this is like the OG meme.
1: <laughs> yes, it is.
2: So it's, it just keeps on going, and you gotta think that was like nineteen twenty, or even earlier. Uh, we're talking about a hundred years now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, it's, and this thing is still manipulating people one way or the other, either to be hypersensitive to certain things, yes, yeah, or it, to it's blame a, good one. a group and of people for everything.
1: It's a good one, and they wrote a cool book to go with it. I mean, you know, the the, the, the steel dossier will be with us for centuries as well. I'm sure.
2: It, it's it's I I think. People really need to really realize, take a step back and see how you've been conditioned to hate people that you don't even know halfway around the world.
1: Thank you so much for bringing this up, Mo. This is this is the most troubling thing for me. And I approach it from a different angle. I say you don't. In fact, I say you're you're really big on this war in Ukraine. And oh, my God, it's so horrible. You're actually racist. And I say that to mess with people's heads, and I said, because, you know, you don't care about brown children, and I can name a couple countries, you know, Somalia, Yemen, Mali, I can go on forever, Uh, Palestine, not even a country, but Palestine. Um, And 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 then I would say right after that, but of course you're not a racist, it's because you haven't been programmed. That's not who you're supposed to care about today. Today you're supposed to care about these children. And and if you don't recognize that, then you're just going to be thrown around like a rag doll, nonstop. So the it's the inverse of, w- of what you just said. It's like we are now—so we're being uh, taught on one hand to have incredible empathy and, and sympathy. The word you must use with Putin is evil. That is the term. It can be nothing else evil. <laughs> and by extension, F Russia. No one really—I mean, I was hearing— uh, the new media show is just a podcast show. Uh, uh, Todd from Blueberry is one of the hosts, and he said, "And this is the fallout that that is amazing to me." So you know, well, we have a lot of Russian clients who use our podcast hosting services, and now they literally can't pay. And he's going, "Well, that you know, it really sucks for them, and you know, we're trying to work things out and figure it out with them, not realizing that the cheerleading is bringing on that very problem." Does that make sense? What, what do you mean by cheerleading? <clears throat> the cheerleading for Putin bad, and let's cut him off, and let's chop him. I'm I'm waiting for Elon Musk any day now to turn off all Teslas in Russia, which he can do.
2: It's funny you bring him up because we're going. I'm, to, I'm gonna hold. Remind me about Elon. <laughs> okay? Oh, okay, I'll let you I, no I, I problem. Got, I, we're going to talk about him in a minute. Okay. Um, but and so in that mindset. Here, here's the real mind screw because the reason why I'm linking the Russians to the to the Jewish population and George Soros is a lot of the Russian oligarchs are of Jewish descent. Yes. So, but is that, it but okay that, shh, shh, shh,
1: no, 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 be quiet, no, you.
2: No, what I'm saying. So when we say who we're sanctioning. Is the United States government participating in anti-Semitism by targeting a certain set of group of people?
1: I think you can make an argument, but of course you'll lose that because it's only the rich ones.
2: But still, that's that's who, when everybody talks about bankers, I don't think there's many broke bankers.
1: I hear you, <laughs> so, brother. I, so. I, I hear you. I see the hypocrisy. Of course. Of course I do.
2: But it's lost on people. Yeah. And when we used to use the word Russians pre- you know, I mean, up in the Trump era, it was no Russian oligarchs. It was not Russian military. It was not Russian. It was the, the Russians. The Russians, yeah. And the reason why I'm sensitive to, to this is is the era I grew up in. I grew up in the Top Gun, uh, Rocky IV. Uh, I was propagandized.
1: Ah, uh, yes. yes. Oh, Red Dawn. I
2: forgot Red Dawn as well. well Red Dawn was a real... Like what are we going to do if the Russians come? The <laughs> hunt for Red, the
1: hunt for Red October. And That's another do one. you remember Frankie goes to Hollywood when two tribes go to war? No, I don't remember that one. It was uh, Reagan and the video was great. And and this is a little bit before your time, but that was when I was growing up. We ha- mm-hmm. and it was and it it was one of the most spectacular videos of the time because it was 83 or something. It was really early on. And it was um Reagan and uh Gorbachev in a boxing ring, fighting it out, beating each other up. And meanwhile, you know, it's like just all this air raid sirens. And uh, it was it was a, a number one hit in uh, probably not the U.S. Well, maybe the clubs. But but, but, but I, grew, I grew up with that. And my parents grew up with the Cold War Cuba crisis programming, which they passed on to me,
2: too. They kept refreshing that hate. It's a refresh. Yes. And, 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 I, and I'm telling you, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. why I can. I remember being glad i mean first of all you thought that russians were cheaters that was what was put in the movies they never played fair they never did the right way yeah uh, they always wear like le- rocky four they always wear leather steroids. they always
1: wear leather jackets
2: yeah and then you had uh <laughs> it's, it's just all these it's all these different things that do you remember Bor- not- boris and natasha from uh what was that? or from uh rocky
1: and bullwinkle
2: oh yeah yeah okay, another okay. one
1: another programming moment
2: yeah and and i'm telling you the people my age this is why i mean because i'm 41 just to let everybody know so everybody in my and doesn't he look handsome
1: doesn't he look handsome for <laughs> 41 you, ladies you, and you, gentlemen you. what a looker yeah uh
2: so yeah it, this this is what they're going through when they hear russian they hear rocky Four, drag off uh top gun uh, and the list goes on red uh, um Hunt for
1: red october yeah. no
2: uh, um uh no red dawn
1: oh red dawn yes
2: if you don't remember that that's when they came across the, the mexican border <laughs> and <sighs> took them, and took over america or trying to take over america so this is i'm just saying all this to say this and, is and, how and even, the propaganda is and even
1: most recent, recent on uh, apple tv plus we have the rewriting of the space race i don't know if you've seen this i forget what it's called it's a series about you know going to space but they mm-hmm. rewrote it, where the Russians landed on the moon first. And so in se- as season two, uh, and this started a couple months ago, I, I was like, oh, I was excited. Like, okay, it's kind of weird, but I'll watch. And, yeah, I mean, I like season one. And right away, mm-hmm. they're on the moon shooting the Russians.
2: And I'm like, I can't, wa- I can't watch this. And, and movies do this. Because yeah. it was when the Russians went out and we were going through the age of terrorism, Everybody was bad, um that was Middle Eastern. Yeah. All the bad guys were Middle Eastern, you know, yep. it, that yep. was that was the threat. So um so I guess now we can go ahead and get into uh number eight, uh Elders two. The protocols of the Elders of Zion spread even though they were
9: revealed as a forgery at an early stage. The first non Russian edition was printed in Germany in nineteen twenty, followed by further translations into other languages in Poland, France, and England. It also reached the United States during that same year, where the automaker and leading industrialist Henry Ford published an Americanized version of the text under the title The International Jew. As can be expected, the text also gained prominence among members of the Nazi party. Leading Nazi figures incorporated it in their ideology as early as the 1920s, as can clearly be seen in Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. Between their rise to power in 1933 and the beginning of the Second World War, the Nazis published at least 23 editions of the Protocols, which were widely distributed.
1: Yeah, another another thing I've read, Henry mm-hmm. Henry Ford's uh, "The International Jew," I, and, and I learned this a long time ago that, that, that he had some interesting publications in this regard.
2: C- can I ask one question? Why didn't he get the Council Canon? I find that I mean, was Ford just too big to fail, too big no, to cancel?
1: I think it was. Um, yeah, maybe he was too big to cancel, and maybe a lot of people agreed with him back then.
2: Now I'm talking about even nobody calls. for I mean, Ford even now, like a Ford
1: F one fifty. Yeah, I mean, we, th-
2: we need to get it. Ch- we for being
1: equal, it is a cancelable moment. I'm. I agree with you. I mean, it, all things being equal,
2: yes. Do, do we need to get the cancel cannon out for uh, for, for uh, Henry Ford? Because it, if you can get the Washington Monument, I don't see the F one hundred and fifty being untouchable. You know, this is a very
1: good point, Mo. Hmm. And,
2: and this is what I want to ask you. Why you grab the cannon? Well, well cancel hold on. You want you want,
1: to, you want to you want to spray the cannon right now?
2: Please, Just, okay. just Go ahead and get him. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye f one fifty is it the uh is it the um is ford foundation linked to henry ford i, I, I don't know yes well, yes I know yes,
1: you. yes the answer so, is yes so is
2: this course. is is this his his atonement for is this the 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 ford atonement for uh, his transgressions. I, well, have the, I, I don't have well, ask an to the question I'm asking. Right. I know you. No, but
1: I'll say the the uh, the way you win in America is not through belonging to a group or anything or being voted to office. The way you win in America is having the most money. And when you have money, you have power. Okay. And when you have power, people shut up.
2: We just said that about the without the uh, it starts with the Benjamin. So that's I think yeah. everybody gets to that point and understand they like you said, it leads to the money. Everything Always. leads to the Always. money, and uh, that's how they manipulate these people. Dude,
1: so, I mean, just as, as a quick aside, you know, we've talked uh-huh. about the Federal Reserve. To this day, we do not actually know publicly who, which banks or families own the Federal Reserve. We don't the government know this, does, Adam. <laughs> the, <laughs>
2: the government owns you know it. Yes, says, like, yeah, and they own that, FedEx. That's what people think, yeah. it's, it's right.
1: <laughs> and I learned the other day the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance FDIC. Is is just like the Federal Reserve. It's not. It's not even a part of the government.
2: I did not know that.
1: I didn't know it either. Well, it's the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. So that would have given us a clue. When I, did I think about it, of course, we only know it by the acronym FDIC. Now, you, they, the 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 president or the chair is appointed. I think also for FDIC by Congress by the Senate. as approved by Senate um mm-hmm. uh, but the organization functions the same way i mean it's it's fuzzy it's really fuzzy <laughs> it's fuzzy shit and, and,
2: and that's where they hide in the fuzz they they hide in the, <laughs> you know
1: hiding in the fuzz nice i like that one <laughs>
2: so um now we can talk musk is okay. musk the new henry ford because you see they what they try to do with him they try to link him in with the uh, alt-right uh that with the hitler hitler meme these hmm. kind of things hmm. are they are they trying to position him as the new henry ford interesting it's funny that you said it's funny that you said that he would pull the plugs in tesla but i i agree but i think for a different reason well to i not let this stick to him it, it's
1: interesting you bring this up but henry ford i i uh the comparison is perhaps better than my previous one, which is P.T. Barnum, or, as I often say, the Kim Kardashian of tech. I, mm-hmm. I, I think Elon Musk is a true fan. I've met him. I've hung out around him. <clears throat> I see the people around him. Uh, I just don't think he's brilliantly smart. Um, I think he's perfect for the role that he plays. You know, it's like he didn't invent Tesla. Tesla was purchased, and mm-hmm. then and he ran it. And we don't even know exactly what he runs. Uh, But he's perfect for, I mean, and he gets away with all kinds of crazy shit, certainly when it comes to the SEC and how he uh, says stuff that actually move markets massively, certainly his own stock. So to say that Henry Ford is an interesting one because it does follow the formula according to how much money he has. But he has handlers. He definitely has handlers because I know them and I've seen them.
2: And I'm pretty sure Ford had handlers yep, as well. I will agree uh, with that. Yes. Uh, so I guess now we can get into uh, basically the uh, international Jew and Henry Ford's uh, assembly line of anti-Semitism.
12: Henry Ford was one of the heroes of his time. He had brought the automobile uh, down in price. It was now affordable. Uh, It had the impact, really, uh, uh, of a later generation would know the internet or the computer. Uh, He was like Mr. Gates uh, in terms of how (laughs) Americans viewed him. So when Henry Ford, the great hero, uh, becomes persuaded that the Jew is the world's foremost problem, that was indeed an issue. Uh, that had an enormous impact on Jewish life. Moreover, every Ford dealer would distribute Henry Ford's newspaper known as the Dearborn Independent. And for 91 straight issues, the Dearborn Independent targeted Jews, the world's foremost problem, as he said, and then Henry Ford um uh, repackaged those articles into a series of volumes uh, entitled The International Jew. These books were sent free to every library in America and were very widely distributed.
1: Well, now all of a sudden this clip makes me reevaluate. I like the Bill Gates comparison a lot. No, of course, there's mm-hmm. there's no um, note of anti-Semitism there per se, but to say that Microsoft Windows was the Ford uh, is the Ford of 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 the computer era of of a new uh, a new age. Yeah, I like that comparison. And Gates is evil just in different ways.
2: And and he's uh, a figure that when you say something about him, it it, it polarizes people. In the same yeah, way. Yeah, but the yeah. reason why I'm saying what Henry Ford is and, and Elon Musk, mm-hmm. if Elon Musk can get that price of a Tesla down <laughs> to where it's affordable, um he could easily beat Henry Ford. But I, I'm I'm making the bigger point that that one Elon Musk has put himself in a weird position as far as some of the takes that he makes. Mm-hmm. That he that he's known for, yeah. Even to the point where, um, what's the guy's name? It just slipped my mind. Um, the fast talker uh, conservative, Ben uh, Shapiro. Thank you, thank you. I had it right on the tip of my tongue. Yes, he even had to come out and kind of, um, uh,
1: what exactly did Kate, Elon do that that he, that he got him into? A
2: Hitler. He posted a Hitler meme. <laughs> uh you and that's all i have to say i don't even have to tell you to contact anything anytime you're painting posting a hitler meme that's not pointed towards conservatives it's, it's it just just don't do it you know if you call a conservatives uh uh nazis that's fine but if you call anybody else nazis that's a problem uh we saw this with uh even michael eric dyson when he said that clarence thomas was like the the Jews that helped. Uh, wait a minute! The, wait a uh, minute! Wait a minute! Wait, wait,
1: wait So he posted yeah. a picture of Hitler with the mm-hmm. caption "Stop comparing me to Justin Trudeau." Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, he says now you see. <laughs> and he, but it, but it, no, here's the problem. That part was funny, but the second part is I had a budget. That's kind of that's kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> wow
2: wow mm-hmm. I, but but he had the the cancel cannon was aimed at him yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and i'm just equating the two that somehow ford escaped and somehow elon's escaped so i don't want to go down go down the the comparison path too much but well that just would, once again okay. pointing out
1: okay well that yeah. would be okay i believe that both ford and uh musk have u.s government ties that are very tight uh, musk certainly with uh the national reconnaissance office maybe with space force <clears throat> nasa uh all you know all all of these uh spy outfits <clears throat> they gotta
2: it, be nice to elon
1: i think so and, I, and henry ford of course had many government involvements certainly in the war machine so yeah i mean that that makes sense follow the money once again
2: because the Russians are talking about not giving us a ride home from the space, so I love have, that.
1: I love of. that. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, yeah, you can hitchhike your own way way back. We're not taking right. you. We're not dragging your ass home.
2: So let's go ahead and get to the second part
12: about Henry Ford. So never before in America had we seen anti-Semitism at a mass level. There had been earlier anti-Jewish pamphlets, but they were considered fringe elements. Suddenly, anti-Semitism was being dispersed by one of the wealthiest, best-known people in America, and he was legitimating anti-Semitism. If one reads The International Jew, one quickly learns all the things that Henry Ford was unhappy about. The city, modern music, uh, <laughs> uh, new government programs, and whatever it was, he blamed on the Jews. Um no question that Henry Ford was influenced by the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, what the great anti-Semitic forgery. But while the Protocols were a boring book, without real life in them, uh, the international Jew written by uh, journalists uh, with great skill really captured the national imagination because they took all the things that people were concerned about and didn't like and blamed them all on Jews. And in many cases, Henry Ford would name a particular Jew uh, whom he considered responsible.
1: You know, i just recalling some of the research, because it's been over a decade since I really looked at Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. I rec- in the, around the time of Operation Paperclip, when we brought a whole slew of Germans over, mm-hmm. uh, Nazis, Uh, including uh, Werner von Braun, who, of course, famously uh, started, you know, ran the Apollo program. At that time, there was a true Nazi party in the U.S., and I think Ford was associated with them or certainly uh, contributed campaign finance. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense that if he was in that group already, who in effect told the people the Jews are responsible for all your malaise and we need to get rid of them. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm shortening up the whole issue. Um, right. For that time, <clears throat> that would see a on the wrong side of history and not canceled, but you can see where that came from.
2: And, and that's the point I'm trying to make in the, in the bigger scope of things that this hate or I wouldn't even say hate. Yeah, why well, I say hate. It was accepted on the mainstream level. You will have marches a Nazi marches in Madison Square Garden. I mean, you could pick up a copy of Ford's newspaper at every Ford dealership for ninety one episodes. I mean ninety one uh issues. So and then like you said, he took the uh the protocols and punched it up <laughs> with great uh journalists. So I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, this was so this was actually before that. Yes. Before before he, and he even had uh he had I think the Germans were delighted. Well, we know that there was a lot of American business. Hello, IBM. IBM. Hello, Yeah. Who were doing business with the Nazis. I mean, this is a dark page in our history, but we can't deny that it happened.
2: And now we have to look at it through the lens to say when people hear sorrows and it's equated to their protocols, then it's equated to Henry Ford, then it's equated to the normalization of hate.
1: Okay, I'm with you there. Now, I, I have issues with what he's doing with his money, but yeah, and I think a lot of people do, but the 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 shield is always the anti-Semitism hate, whether it's, it exists or not.
2: Correct, and that's what we have to work our way through to seek first to understand, then to be understood how what we're saying is received, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, Soros brain fry out. Right. Uh, you know, I, I can't hear anything Anti-Semitism. else. You're anti Right, yeah, okay, right.
1: good. And, and are we going to figure this one out?
2: Yeah, so now we're going to go back. (laughs) Please, Mo, can we figure this one
1: out for today? I'd like to know how to do it.
2: So now we got to, not had to lay all of this out. So now we can go back and listen to Maddie Hassan. And I forget her name. Uh,
3: Where's her name at? Emily
2: uh, Tamkin. We have to listen to her conversation now through the lens of what we've just explored.
3: In just the past few weeks, Rudy Giuliani and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton have blamed Soros-funded DAs for higher crime rates. And disgraced former General Mike Flynn said Soros caused COVID to control the world. He caused COVID. That's (laughs) what he said. Soros has also been scapegoated by many strong-arm world leaders from... President Erdogan of Turkey to Prime Minister Orban of Hungary to, yes, Donald J. Trump here in the U.S. But the worst offender is not a dictator or a tinfoil hat-wearing blogger. It's the most-watched primetime cable news host. Tucker Carlson. In a new Tucker Carlson Originals. George
1: Soros is a billionaire who has spent decades waging a kind of war. Watch as Tucker
6: exposes
3: the less globalist ideals and the fight for civilization. Hungary versus Soros. Streaming now That lie-filled special is the culmination of years of Soros hate from Tucker Carlson, who blames the very rich Jewish man for fueling immigration and replacing real Americans. It's the kind of character assassination that led to a real assassination attempt on Soros in 2018 by Cesar Sayoc, the MAGA bomber, Ah. who's now doing 20 (laughs) years in prison. Why is Soros the focus of all these conspiracies? How did this all start? all right hold on a second first let's
1: debunk that that the mail bombs because they went to <laughs> pelosi and it was all bullcrap we we pulled that apart right away that was bullcrap but holy i uh i don't know i think i've watched that special Tucker, I'm not sure I re, mm-hmm. i'll rewatch it um i don't think he he at any point does he talk about soros being a jew
2: but but maddie identify Soros as the jewish man
1: yeah exactly exactly
2: why'd you throw that in but once again we have to look at it through the lens of what we heard henry ford would do they said he would take one jewish person you am saying and and highlight them as like a representation of the problem so i'm assuming that's what meddy's is Hmm. thought to be what that's being done on the other side now
1: Okay, that's the comparison. Yeah, I can see it, and and I and I and I see how this will never work. What Tucker Carlson is doing, I can see that.
2: No, it's it's, it's <laughs> it'll never work. The reason work. Why I'm bringing this up is the Soros thing is ineffective. Yes, it's, exactly. It, it is. Yeah. It is when you're talking about amongst people that you know get into the weeds and understand how the mechanisms work, but when you say just no, George Soros, right. it's like done. Well, and brain and, fried. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, in general, certainly in the United States, we have a very bad habit. And instead of calling out individuals who we can demonstrably show did things we don't like, certainly on a political level, we call out the government. Yes. Yeah, and and that's ineffective. And that that just makes no sense. The only thing I and and he's legendary for this, George Soros did single-handedly break the Bank of England and mm-hmm. and and he's proud of it and he did it in a legit way i mean he shorted he shorted the pound and he made out like a bandit and it was gordon brown who totally screwed up and advertised the gold prices and he was a total idiot and i was around when this happened we covered it um and, that is true and and but that was george soros the financier not the jew um, but somehow, you know, well, OK, I understand what you're saying. But all now, the like, all the other the stuff,
2: goes, it goes right back. So, the, but, I, but
1: I will never say why that's not true. <clears throat> so in Austin, we have a, a George Soros finance mm. district attorney. I go after the district attorney and because mm-hmm. I know that it's I know that it's ineffective. But the amount of people who only will say Soros did it, Soros. did And we would do it ourselves, the Soros sisters, you know, because mm-hmm. we're we're in the weeds and that's our our language and we understand what we're talking about but uh yes ineffective completely because exactly what you're pointing out
2: and this is the only way you can get to the root of the problem is if you talk it out but a lot of people just like to throw these blanket statements out there like and this is something where i think we're pretty good at with black lives matter early on we distinguished yeah black lives matter from black lives matter Inc. very effective because um, when i do that people go oh yeah yeah, because if you just say "Black Lives Matter," it's like, "Oh, you hate Black people." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's that's how it's received. It's like, no, no, no. It's a, there's a structural, and that's why I use the term institutionalized. His money is institution. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's an institution, and it's it's it's, it's a, a well bit structure. So, if you want to talk about this, there's a way you could talk about it, and we're gonna do this later in the show. Yeah, of
7: course, course. To, I expect no less.
2: Is identify the structure so. <laughs> two things i'm trying to do here one point to people that's trying to educate people on what's going on if you're going to do it you can't do it in a passing tweet or text message or whatever you have to sit down to the table like me and you do have a conversation about it or just don't broach the subject if it's you don't have the time to actually get into the weeds of it
1: yeah we used to be a society where we wouldn't uh, publicly argue about politics and religion it was so much better back then (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I don't know I, I don't, I we don't were know. repressed
1: we were repressed we'd go home exactly, and say that guy's right. a dick that guy's <laughs> right. a guy or we'd say i like i don't like his politics but i like him there was a lot of that too
2: right well i just think when we don't talk about it it lets this kind of thing fester so we when just you talk when, about it so when, so, when you've
1: yeah. had a society that has not been talking about things <clears throat> for mm-hmm. generations That's how I was also raised. Don't, yeah, just don't, don't argue about politics and, and, uh, and religion. And then when you get these networks, of which you have many, and the social network is the one I'm talking about, when everybody can start saying what they really think without publishing who they are, yeah, then the ugly came out. Yes. Real
2: ugly. And then people are naturally extremists. So they go to one extreme or the other where everybody's either, um binary as you say binary binary yeah 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 so let's go ahead and get into the second part i mean excuse me part three of maddie's show
3: Well, as journalist Emily Tamkin writes in her new book, The Influence of Soros, Politics, Power and the Struggle for an Open Society, George Soros is a powerful man. After surviving the Holocaust, he pioneered hedge funds and became the world's most famous currency trader. In 1992, he made more than a billion dollars in a month by betting against the British pound, a bet that broke the Bank of England. And Soros, now in his 90s, has spent billions of his own wealth to foster what he calls an open society, including in America, millions of dollars to Democratic candidates and progressive causes. Just last week, his Open Society Foundations gave $150,000 each to more than a dozen black social justice activists to continue their civil rights work. As Tamkin writes, quote, Soros may not wield his influence to destroy nations and smuggle in caravans, but he has still done quite a lot.
1: And I'll add to that. I truly mm-hmm. believe he does all this to make money. It's his system. That's how he did it in England, and this is how he's doing it to America. And it's his dream, and I think it may be stated: his dream would to be really bring America to its knees financially.
2: To open it up, they want an open,
1: open society. society. Yeah, but well, it glo- exactly. yes, globalist. It's again not a conspiracy theory. He's really open about it.
2: But when you say open society, and you say globalist, then you say globalist. Say international, international Jew. Now I'm right back to you, Hayton. Like a uh, Henry Ford.
1: Don't do that to me, Mo. That's not fair.
2: No, I'm just. T- I know <laughs> it's not fair, but that's this is what these people do, and it's like, hold on. So it's like, oh, uh, now, I, but you have to uh, operate on their terms. I mean, this is when they have the, like you said, it's about the money, and I'm not even going to go into you know, saying to you know the social credit score and these things. It's, mm-hmm. it's gonna um, <laughs> it's on <laughs> the way. Yes, that's <laughs> right. coming. Uh, so but that, like you said uh, Going back to uh, the Willie Lynch clip The speaker there was saying it's all about Even slavery was about the money uh, And when you take it in that sense It's like okay Now I can at least understand it uh, And once I understand Like I say I can combat it So um, let's go ahead and get into Part 4
3: Not just a lot but enough for far right figures to launch into Outlandish narratives full of Resentment and bile George Soros did it, is the ur-conspiracy theory on the right, the idea that immigrants and criminals and Marxists are everywhere trying to tear it all down and controlled at all times by one man, by one very rich Jewish man. This is the basis for almost every white grievance that you see in American politics and abroad today. It's deluded. It's dangerous. But can it be stopped? Joining me now is Emily Tamkin. She's a senior editor at the New Statesman magazine and author of The Influence of Soros Politics, Power, and the Struggle for an Open Society. Emily, thanks for coming on the show this evening. The Soros conspiracies are out of control right now, but they're not new and they're not fringe. Uh, Have a listen to then President of the United States Donald Trump in 2018 discussing the infamous migrant caravan heading for the U.S. southern border.
8: A lot of people
3: say yes. How did we get to a point where world leaders are blaming one guy, one very rich guy, but one guy for all of society's problems and threats? Well, (laughs) yes, I would like to know, is this guy a member
1: of the open society Institute by any chance? This Mehdi Hassan? Mehdi, Mehdi, yeah.
2: I I didn't find anything pointing him to the open society, but I know, um, I
1: know people who were in this organization. Um, and I know what they did in the in the in former Yugoslavia I mean they were in there too the o s i all over that you know this has been a problem in europe. it's been a problem everywhere the open society, which okay if we can stop at internationalists, I'll just go to the globalist part mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah this is this is what they're doing
2: and, and the and we saw what happened in American cities in twenty twenty i mean we can't we can't act like we didn't see. Oh, oh,
1: yes, we can, oh, yes, we can, uh, because in America, when the media tells us it's a mostly peaceful protest, even if there's a mm-hmm. building burning behind the guy saying it at the time, we actually fire. we actually will, be- fire, we will believe this shit, I mean that's on us
2: and, and going to the media and how manipulative it is, even Ma says how how can we blame one man for saying for all this trouble mm-hmm. Now, I fast forwarded to Jim um, uh, Sackie. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Been asked the same question. And so, to that point,
13: inflation goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything until the midterms?
14: Well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine.
13: And, and, Last month, the statement didn't mention the Putin price hike. It <laughs> mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that?
14: Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a pan- global pandemic. <laughs> Everyone who's a uh, global economists, have all agreed that that yeah. has been the biggest contributor okay. to date of inflation because of the impact on the supply chain. Obviously, global events impact the economy, the global economy, as well as global inflation. And oh,
2: stop, the stop. Uh, price... Jen, you can't say global like that. Ah.
1: <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Don't say
14: that, Jen. Impact on the supply chain. Obviously, global events impact the economy, the global economy, as well as global inflation. And the. Uh, price... You're right.
1: You know, Deucey should just go back. Excuse me. When you say globalist, are you referring to internationalists like uh, the anti Semite, Henry <laughs> Ford? Global
14: events impact the economy, the global economy, as well as global inflation. And the uh, price hikes as a result that have. Ex- escalated over the course of time of President Putin's further invasion of uh, the impact on the global oil markets are, of course, having an impact.
2: <laughs> yeah, it messes with your head when you listen to when you listen to the two clips side by side. It does many Medi- They blame Trump, then Koof, then Putin. Yeah, for everything. You know, what I'm saying for everything, the sun didn't come out today. It's all Trump fault. Yeah, or you know, saying, or it was COVID's fault. Now, now it's Pootie Tang's fault. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, it,
1: but Pootie Tang is by association Trump. I mean, that that's the beauty of it. You get two guys.
2: Which I said that this will probably keep forty five from having a successful run the next time around because whatever Pootie Tang is doing now
1: is, is it might as well have done by Trump by proxy,
2: right? Mm-hmm. This is is it Poodie, we are in
1: Pooty Tang. Wait a minute! Someone posted what that was really from. I forgot what is Pootie Tang. Was it from? Not from Martin. Where's it from? Pootie Tang. It's
2: a movie. It's an actual movie. Oh, it's the uh, Chris movie. Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh, was it Chris Rock in the movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry, well, Mo. Got got my black movie. guy my yeah. black guy's confused.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was his movie, but uh, he it was a guy that actually played Pootie Tang in a different. act There you go. Okay. Uh, but yeah, now you hear it's like, hold on. We, now we can blame one person. And then take that one person and associate it to a whole nationality of people. Yeah, like this. This is okay now, and this is this is what I want. This is what scares me. The same way, um, we saw back in the nineteen. I mean, before pre uh, World War Two, a um, uh, Nazi flags flying in America. Mm-hmm. This is how you get to that again. This is this. I mean, look. I mean, we have people that are supporting pro-Nazi groups in Ukraine. It's like, yeah, it's cool. No, nah, nah, they're the good Nazis. What? <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's
1: even worse than that. People are asking me if I should I should have my head examined. How can a country that was predominantly under Soviet rule for decades, how can that, how can that all of a sudden have Nazis? Are you insane? There's no Germans there. I mean, that's literally how they talk. It's, it's, it's a lack of, it's complete ignorance. It's just a lack of, of historical knowledge.
2: But we can look back and see how those people got suckered in the same way. It, this happening right of course, now, of
1: course. Of course, everybody and, gets suckered in. Absolutely. They and just- you
2: brought <laughs> and you brought it up. I want to ask you just one question. before it slips in my mind. Could this be this whole Ukraine thing be Operation Paperclip 2.0? Hmm. you you know we're going to be bringing in people from ukraine you yeah. know it yeah uh- <laughs> uh- I, I i think
1: no i mean again for me and that's just what i'm focused on i see only money everything is fixed with financial weapons and money that's so there's a financial war and uh and china's mm-hmm. in it one somehow to you know they just they just printed a whole bunch of money there's all kinds of stuff going on mo and it's and that's the sad thing. None of this is relevant. None of this has to happen. It's all about money. And and fuck, man, we're the bad
2: guys. But even then, it was about money. Of and course. And there's some well-to-do people in the Ukraine. Yeah. And all over Europe, Poland, everywhere else is like, well, the kitchen's getting hot. And they're going to be considered refugees and brought to this country. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, could this be Operation Paperclip 2.0, where you... You were saying you're getting assets out of the country, yeah, and that's that's what the paperclip was all about. It was all about money. <laughs> it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Those guys are too valuable to kill.
1: Yeah, but let's who, bring
2: them over here and give them jobs. Well, know, I, okay, it, it
1: would be it would be a little different. I would say it's operation. <clears throat> good point, by the way. I'm gonna write this down. <clears throat> it's an extraction for sure, mm-hmm. and it's an extraction of money um, for what money was still left. It's an extraction of operatives uh it's an I'm sure they're burning documents left and right. this whole bio weapons lab thing has you know has all kinds of bull crap written all over it. Maybe we actually had mm-hmm. to clean those up or let everyone know they were i don't know something going on there um and most possibly all the corruption all the corrupt elements need to get out they want to get out to safety because holy crap I mean I grew up in the Netherlands we knew it came from ukraine <laughs> we, we know it was going you want someone killed. Yugoslavian or Ukrainian. You know, you want a great fighter, Ukraine. Uh, you know, the hookers, Ukraine. Um, we know about Ukraine is, is legendary for weapons smuggling all over the world, all over the world, from Ukraine. And I think that, you know, the corruption is, there's a reason why this is all focusing around Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And cyber. I mean, you know, CrowdStrike, the famous uh, 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 security company, that uh, uh that determined the uh you know the Russians had hacked into the DNC server who never as far as i know gave a server or an image of the server to the FBI They're their ukrainian company all it's ukraine not the people but ukraine the government stinks and and we put them in there we america specifically america not just the west and and nudelman and CIA's Brennan and John McCain and Lady G. Lindy Hop G- Graham, uh, all of all of these people were there. Uh, Kirsten, uh, what's her name? Uh,
2: uh, any- Gillibrand?
1: No, not not Gillibrand. No. The uh, the other one, the the one who ate the salad with the comb.
2: <laughs> I know you're talking about her, her name. Think of her name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she was there, and they were all, and they were talking to the neo Nazis. This photographic evidence, so. You know, there's a lot going on. Hello,
2: hello. Mm. It's Mm. it's just that, and it's money based because if you. The the, the Biden crime family,
1: need I say more? The Biden crime family.
2: If you're valuable, more valuable alive than dead, then we got a place for you. Come on over, we'll give you some new papers pick up a new life and you can work in our labs.
1: Yeah. Although, (laughs) you know, we, we leave our own people to die in Afghanistan. So I don't, these must be, must've been pretty valuable people.
2: Like you said, it all goes back to money. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's the, that's the sad part about it. That
1: or reputation, uh, perhaps reputation would be one too. It's a lot of reputations could be ruined. It's easier. It's uh, easier than killing, you know, your operatives. They might be
2: useful. Just kill some civilians. It's much easier, much easier. And then now we're seeing even now you don't even need it's good, what like we go back to the Jesse Smollett conversation for a minute. You don't even need bodies anymore. I mean, and, or as many. It's like with the news and way it works and how social media works. I mean, you could they, they've you seen the one guy in the body bag moving? <laughs> well,
1: it's like it's, that was that was a little bit of falsified video because that was a protest where they're protesting playing dead. Uh, and it was of put course. it was put behind yeah. a video of a reporter in a mask with a different voice i mean that was that was but amateur my, hour. i guess
2: my i guess my point is this you can put this information out here, here and it can be used any way you want they don't actually yeah. need dead bodies anymore you're right the image the imagery you know what i'm saying and that kind of thing it's is embedded in our minds yeah. it, it can be
1: triggered with words you can trigger the imagery totally mm-hmm
2: Hey, uh, do, do we need to follow
1: up on on Jesse at all? I mean, with his, uh, I, I I'm not suicidal. <laughs>
2: I think once again, I think they're gonna. I'll say this: I got to be careful with Jesse because I see him becoming the scapegoat, just like Epstein was the scapegoat. It's like he used we he put, used Epstein
1: reference, you know, with it, his uh, suicide business. Mm-hmm.
2: We could put everything on Jesse. We could put everything on uh, Epstein. So he's af- he's afraid of system. his own, he's afraid of
1: his own people.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, who else? You would, who else would he be afraid of? Holy I mean, crap!
1: Maybe his own family, even. Hey, could be.
2: I, 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 I've seen crazy things happen. Yeah. Like I, said, I don't think I don't I think he's wow. more valuable alive than dead right now mm-hmm. because he's the easy scapegoat to say oh, okay all the ridiculous stuff they can point to him and say oh yeah jesse oh, and bl- it's the same thing he's, with sorrow he's so whoever a black he's the black, else, he's he's like a black tang
1: he's a black pooty tang
2: right <laughs> right
1: <laughs> damn uh
2: so yeah so i don't think he i think he's safer right now but i think that was out of uh self-preservation yeah mm. yeah like to say hey 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 now you know <laughs> just make sure they don't kill me you know uh because we've seen get ugly and not, even Epstein I don't even think I mean that's just another story for another day but I think that was more of an extraction than a than a kid yeah, anyway I, because I, it's I just, know I know because he's way more valuable I mean that's kind of like the secondary thing with his show being more valuable alive than dead <laughs> that's why we're still on the air barely but that's we're here you, <laughs> that's how you stay I mean you gotta be, just run faster than a bear that's all you got I mean uh, well no it's say run faster than the slowest person that's I mean right. and that's, that's sad right. that we've, but we're in survival mode right now um, and just to go show you how hate is like being done now, let's get into Facebook tweets the hate rules. Oh yeah.
15: Let's now shift our attention to the other big story that we are tracking on Vyond, where the US tech giant Facebook has joined the bandwagon to isolate Russia. Facebook has changed its policy on the violent hate speech against the Russian invaders, and the statement follows a report which is said that Facebook will not restrict calls for violence against the Russians and the Russian soldiers in some select countries. The Facebook's parent company, Meta, has said that the political expressions that would normally violate the rules will be allowed. But the company has said that calls for violence against civilians will not be permitted. The report also showed that Meta will allow the support of the Ukrainian neo-Nazi group Azov Battalion in the context of the Ukrainian invasion. The Azov Battalion was listed as a dangerous organisation by Facebook in 2016. The ease in restrictions will be allowed, mostly in ex-Soviet republics like Poland, Latvia, Romania, Slovakia, Ukraine and even Russia. But Facebook did not comment on the policy's geographic boundaries. In the meantime, Facebook has started to clamp down on the Russian claims. Facebook took down the Russian post on the hospital bombing in Mariupol, which said that the maternity house was non-operational and was used by the Ukrainian army. Twitter has also removed Russia's tweet claiming the same. The Ukraine's digital minister said that Kiev is in fact seeking support from around 50 tech firms in a bid to try and raise awareness against Russia's continued assault on Ukraine.
1: Yeah, this. I'm glad you found this clip because I was looking for a clip and you clearly had to search pretty far to find one.
2: Oh yeah, this is from uh, this is from the one. Oh, excuse me, the world is one news. Mm-hmm, and this India. is nonpartisan, nonpartisan news, fresh from New Delhi. Yeah,
1: I was gonna uh, say, <laughs> yeah, because this is, I, I this has been on my radar, and it's it's baffling to me. It's baffling. No. It's okay, and hate speech is okay as long as it's against Russian soldiers. Like, no, no, no,
2: no, that's not what he said. Oh, we I'm got, sorry. Maybe we need to listen to that one more time because I mean, I, I I had to listen to this three or four times the way he said it. He said, oh, Russian, Russian
1: invaders. He
2: said, no, he said Russians and Russian soldiers was not OK as a targeted towards one individual. Oh, so, so you can say I hate Russians all day. You can say I hate really? Russians all day. Really? You, know, you, can, you can wind it back and listen to it because it's it's very nuanced. Yeah, the want it, let
1: me let's listen yeah. again. Sure.
15: Let's not shift our attention to the other big story that we are tracking on Vyond, where the U.S. tech giant Facebook has joined the bandwagon to isolate Russia. Facebook has changed its policy on the violent hate speech against the Russian invaders and the statement follows a report which said that Facebook will not restrict calls for violence against Russians and the Russian soldiers in some select countries. Right. The Facebook's (laughs) parent company Meta
2: Subtle. Very subtle. So now you can go on there and say you hate Russia and Russians all you want and it's okay and you can show support for known Nazi groups. That's okay. It, it, It... it, bo- it boggles
1: be, the mind.
2: It's designed to. It's 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 so absurd. It's I, I believe it's designed to do that to say whoa. And if you just think about if you were to say this, maybe four or five years ago about everybody in Afghanistan, when <laughs> people said Go, that wouldn't be tolerated. Mm-mm. But it's the it's these very fluid rules that makes for even a tougher society as well.
1: And the rules are communicated to us through the media, and Mm -hmm. it's very effective.
2: So I just want to let people know that. So now people might be asking, like, so what's your beef with Soros? Yeah, Mo, what's your your beef with Soros, Mo? (laughs) I I have two beefs with Soros. One, I'm going to play as how he's going, how he is being. Him and the open society have been basically. Studying black people Specifically black men And this is from the actual Open Society Web's uh, YouTube page And this is Why do black people Stereotype Excuse me Why do people stereotype Black men Ask your brain
16: you know, most Americans are really very fair-minded, egalitarian people. We believe in, in equality for, for all races, all genders. The challenge is that while our conscious selves are egalitarian, we still hold these unconscious or somewhat implicit biases that have been primed in us over many years, largely through media, um, and culture. One of those stereotypes is we equate black men with fear. when race drops into a conversation, our executive brain shut down on both sides. So if you are a white American who is, you know, a a very fair-minded person, when race is presented to you, your brain will start to wonder, you know, is what I'm about to say next? going to be perceived by the other person as racist or biased. And if you are of color, your brain likewise shuts down, right? It says okay, is something about to come at me that might be an opportunity to invalidate my life experience? Both of your brains are going into fight or flight mode. It's just not a recipe for a meaningful, Mm -hmm. honest dialogue around something that's so critical and so important. Some of the work that we've been doing with the Campaign for Black Male Achievement is really trying to disarm people's anxiety around uh, around dealing with race and black men and boys. If you are conscious of the fact that you are stereotyping someone, um, conscious of the fact that you are treating someone someone differently, when you're confronted in that situation, you will self-correct. That can affect us whether we're talking about our um, daily informal interactions or whether we are talking about improving the jury instructions or improving the ways uh, teachers or police officers or doctors actually interact with patients who happen to be black men
1: oh that's really interesting and and I say it for this reason because the, the more you and I talk the longer we talk what have mm-hmm. we done now we've done several hundred hours I guess
2: yes easily
1: 300 hours at least so 300 hours of talking and I'm still learning so much and it's changed me so much because, of course, I'm exactly like described. I'm a very nice, loving person. I don't think I'm racist at all. And I'm not, mm-hmm. but I have a complete ignorance, like huge ignorance. Just just didn't learn, didn't know, have no idea. I think you have the same for me, maybe to a lesser right. extent, maybe not. Um, and, and But this goes for, for all groups, for all groups. And it's just so sad to see that instead of exploring and talking and having discourse and that being encouraged, the opposite is taking place.
2: And here, here's my beef with Soros and the lady in the clip. Everything she said was spot on about mm-hmm. the lizard brain and flight or fright and these kind of things. That's
1: your amygdala at work right there.
2: Right. They understand this and how stereotypes and how people stereotypes of black men, quote unquote, come out of fear so you didn't give thought to that when you yeah. would say we're going to set buildings on fire for a whole summer, Uh-huh. how that would be
1: perceived? Well, no, I I I hear it differently. I hear mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is the problem and this is what we use to manipulate people. That's but, what I hear. It's like we, we that, know very well how to manipulate people and this is the mechanism we use.
2: It's exactly but i'm not a damn mechanism That's all. <laughs> and, and my image is not a mechanism mm. i think you, you I hit understand. it spot on right there is that yeah. okay you understand how fear can be triggered by these situations and then you go on to proceed you, know, you proceed to use your dollars to fund black lives matter inc the riot antifa riots all these different things that basically to win an election and i mean yeah. and everything that follows that you know I mean i mean this just it wasn't just an election it well, was a, to win an election so they could bring about what they want the change that they want to bring about
1: but that's that's a good point and of course we followed that and tracked it but you know election mm-hmm. over uh we got the win
2: thanks blm inc Pew, woo, gone right but then you look back and say okay that's still all, all that triggering that you conjured up is still here uh and then yeah. when you look at the you know the local news uh a couple of things happened with those riots one it told people shut up and you're not seeing what you're seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yes one, like you said these are peaceful protests
1: yeah <laughs> that's not fire that's not fire it's peaceful
2: Two, the third wave, you embolden the third wave. That was the whole point of it. The first wave, yeah. the second wave, you know, the first wave, let's just explain it right quick. The first wave is your, uh, your activists on the ground after an event like George Floyd happens, right? And they kind of bring attention to it. Then the second wave is the provocateurs. They come out there and break the glass. And that's metaphorical for, you know, the civility. They break the glass and then here comes the third wave. And then the third wave is used on the news. This is how this was highlighted. And it took me a minute to really process how it was highlighted. That third wave was not to embolden uh, the left because the left was going to do what they were going to do. It was to say to the people on the right, this is going to happen until you get Trump out of there. Right. Yes. You, this is a mercy vote. You know what I'm saying? Just, just vote the way we want you to vote and we'll call off our dogs. That's how I see it, and that's why I find it disgusting because they use these people, mm-hmm. and of course you had to be complicit to be used, but nonetheless, when you're triggering people as they said with the racial mindset they i mean you it just go your brain goes to crap and, A- and yeah yeah well,
1: once once you know the trick though, it's easy to use it over and over again, and um so yeah, you don't want to be the uh the lever. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like uh, straight white men are now being used as a lever, and of course we knew that because that was the warning: you know, we're first, and then everybody else follows. Right. So, every, but everybody, every group, they, and they figured it out. It's like, oh, you know, it's it's one thing to have really rich donors. You know, the the Democrats figured that out uh, by looking at the Republicans. Certainly, the uh, the early Bush, the first Bush years, <clears throat> and before, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then they said, well shit you know we can we can just do this racialized thing and i think it's second nature to them. mo it's second nature to them now
2: yeah it is second nature to them but the problem is the is the uh collateral damage like yes. when you, there was no okay how do we <laughs> you know uh, exit
1: this, this, plan. this is something tina and i talk about all the time i you know it's like how could they not have thought through the damage mass would do to children and communicative skills and de- and uh, development and then uh how could they have not through us thought through this financial deplatforming of Russia now that all this stuff is... How could they have not th- Of course the answer is on its face they're doing
2: it on purpose yeah. Don't be confused that they're confused Yes <laughs> when we when we look at it through that paradigm so now okay it's intentional yeah. So now one I, here's the problem and and we, we we can get into you know the donation segment after this but I just want to highlight this out. If for me personally, one, I'm not dumb enough to go along with it, but two, I'm too smart that I see what's going on and I can say you know, point it out. Right. So it's like, oh, you 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 won't go along with it, so you're you're not you're saying you're not down. And then the fact that when you try to point out, oh, you're anti semite. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> exactly. Like, whatever <laughs> whatever we need to use, we'll use it. And of course, an right. anti semite for a black man is even worse.
2: Correct. And it's a, like I said, it's a running trope or a meme. But, yeah. um, so that's like that's the wrap on the uh, first block. Now we got to think the people that make this happen. First, the white
17: man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it.
1: Yes, this is a value-for-value value proposition. This uh, fantastic uh, walk through history with uh, relative current events. It's the school known as Mofax with Adam Curry. We're very happy that you're here and enjoying it. Uh, the the, uh, the hard times have hit all donations across the board. By the way, I've noticed this uh, on No Agenda and uh, and other shows. It's uh, I think a lot of people are nervous about what's going on, and it shows. Uh, it shows a little bit in. Uh, in our donations this is the only way that we can make this happen as you know there's no commercials there's no um and no corporate money there's there's nothing that goes in here except the love that we want to uh want to turn into uh, into something useful and we need support for that uh certainly um in the current situation that that Moe's in are you are you still eating mo I just want to check
2: oh yes um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I may only say that half-jokingly, but you're hanging in. Yeah, Okay. Cool. Um, so we could definitely use more support. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, one of them is by getting a new podcast app. You can do that with, uh, with your Boostergrams, and we'll read some of those uh, later on in the donation segment. Uh, but also Cash App, PayPal. You can find it all at mofax.com. Go directly to the donation page at MofundMe. Dot com. And let's thank our executive and associate executive producers for episode number 78. We kick it off with Amy Mullen, uh, $145.15, uh, the big baller for today.
11: Baller, shot caller, 20 inch blades on the Impala.
1: Amy says, Hey, Mo and Adam, thank you for the show. Please credit this donation to my husband, John Muchink. Okay, switcheroo. Hold on a second. I love me some switcheroo. Uh, a few months after he, di- uh, after he did the Rona... Oh, this is a new thing. We did the Rona? I guess I, so. I hadn't heard of this. Okay, it's a popular new dance. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, do the Rona. Step, step, call. <clears throat> he came into the kitchen and proclaimed something like, I finally agree with reparations thanks to a black man. <laughs> Please <laughs> D. deadbeat John, okay.
14: Congratulations. You're no longer a
1: deadbeat. And she continues, uh, we had disagreed on reparation slash atonement before this. Neither of us had facts to back us up. We were just parroting emotionally tinged propaganda from our sides. This show blows our minds in the best possible ways and spurs great discussions. We don't have our sides anymore. We don't agree with each other one hundred percent. I don't agree with y'all one hundred percent, but we'll never make it if as a species and civilization or through this decade, if we can't sit and talk to each other. This is one of the best notes I've read in a while. And specifically because she says, sorry, this note is long. No, it's not. And it's not long. It's
2: timely. (laughs) It's timely. It's
1: timely, yes. It's a third of the length of my first few drafts. Your show has given us so much that it's tough to stop saying thank you. Love and light and Mo Karma for all from Amy. And of course, that was for John. And we appreciate that. Thank you very much. You've got Mo Karma. Speaking of the Rona, I still have a voice thing going on, Mm -hmm. which started after the... uh, And I hear someone else told me, remember I had hair pain? Yes. Someone told me that my hair might fall out in a couple of months. Oh, no. No. But exactly. Yeah, oh, I mean, you, is it insured? To, this, like, <laughs> <Lord's or something? laughs> That's my personal third rail, Mo.
2: My hair. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, well you, you're in good company then. So I, I'll I file you, that brother. in. Another, like, the, the, the original third rail. So.
1: <laughs> Patrick Remensberger uh, is next with a hundred dollars. Says thank you for your service, sharing your show with anyone with ears to hear and eyes to see. Thank you. That's very important. Getting more people in the Facts family, Sir Goldplate. Mm-hmm. Also, one hundred dollars. No note. We appreciate it, Sir Goldplate. Uh, Kanitha Davis, one hundred dollars. Appreciate your brother. Keep doing what you do. With an emoji. I don't know which one it was.
2: That's uh, that's a uh, cash. I believe. No, that's not the cash. I think that's the prayer hands. I believe.
1: Okay. They Let's they look.
2: translate weird. But she's a she's a day one supporter. Beautiful. Day day one.
1: Uh, oh wait. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Miguel Espinal actually came in with two times a 100 donation. So kind of is a big baller. Oh, no. Yes, I think we have to ball again. We got an even bigger baller.
11: baller shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala.
1: Had not seen that, Miguel. Thank you so much. Two times a hundred, beautiful. And we don't
2: renege on big ballers.
1: No, so, we do not he? ever. No, now, that
2: was that was my mistake.
1: No, she she uh, she gets her big baller status. We can yeah, have two yes, ballers. I just want
2: to make sure you're know, saying that we we sure that that was my mistake. Sorry, McGill.
1: It's okay. I'm sure everyone will survive. uh We move on to no.
11: You uh, serious? You
1: serious? It, it, well, <laughs> yeah. Archie, uh, Brentano, $78 and 23 cents. Howdy again. I didn't get the first donation in time for episode 77. So here's some more value. So I can get a double show number, 77.77 plus 78.23 or 78 and 78. Thanks for another perspective slash archive. Uh, and do we have the other note? Yes, this is the next one. And he had seven, seven dot seven, seven. So, He's definitely up there in the special episode list. Mo and Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, this again is Archie. I've been listening since Adam accidentally okay, posted the show to the No Agenda feed and had to go back to episode one to current. Yeah, the, remember that when I did that, I yes. accidentally put in the No Agenda feed. It truly, wa- it truly was an accident. Or was it Fat the hand? A glitch. Was it, was it the hand glitch. of the Lord? I don't know. Could You never know how <laughs> these things happen. Um. The show has been very helpful to expose me to other points of view, as well as the mandatory uh, DEIA training, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and what's the A for? Uh,
2: Alliance? That? I'm guessing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can I get a D deadbeating? Oh, Tony. Can I get a D dead beating? Yes, you can.
14: Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat.
1: Uh, and he says the mofax.com needs an updated favicon. Oh. oh yeah, I think I do. I have to do that. I might have to do that. I've I, you know that's where the little icon shows up in your browser.
2: Oh okay, okay.
1: It's one of those things. There's there's a way to do that. I got to look into that. I should know this. It's crazy. I've been doing websites for thirty years. Uh, PPS, I also have a non sequitur question for Adam. How do I get good quality strobe waffle in the states? I just haven't found anything that was as good as what I got in Amsterdam so far. Trader Joe's comes the closest. Yes, and you know what this is—the stroopwafel. The stroopwafel, Mo, are you familiar is that the with this?
2: Little, is that the little <clears throat> thin?
1: It's a thin wafers. wafer, kind of like a waffle yeah, yeah. with with uh, like
2: molasses in the middle. My my man Jan that I used to work with at my former place of employment, he used to bring them back fresh from the Nether- Netherlands. And that's the point—you yeah.
1: cannot get and if it's not fresh. And we would it get tastes- them at the baker. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it's not—it's not, it's never going to taste the same. It's just not. I mean, most people bring them for me because they know I like them, when they send them, and I'll eat them. But it's tough going. <laughs> it's not—it's not, it's not really the fresh Amsterdam baker's throat waffle. <clears> throat> I thought there was someone who was making them in the states. Actually,
2: I think he said Trader Joe's was pretty good. I think yeah. I've had them. Yeah, I've had the Trader Joe's
1: before. Yeah, but I it's, mean,
2: that's kind of the same company, but it's not. It's nowhere near the... You know
1: the story about those two, don't you? Trader Joe's. I do Jersey. not know. It was two brothers. Oh, bro- yeah, I do know. Yes, yes, yes. Two brothers, and they got in a fight. See? Taron Franklin, see? Yeah, over um, one wanted to sell uh, tobacco products, and the other one didn't. And they said, screw it. So now they have uh, their, two, uh, their two separate companies.
2: And I have to do this now, because I apologize, and it's irking me. This donation list is crap. But it's not my fault. Uh, this is something else uh, we're it's, missing. It's it's Bill Gates. No, because those two added together should have been higher no, I, I, I know
1: you're upset. It's okay. Don't worry and about
2: no, it. No, you know how it is. My mo CD. It's just it flares up. Mo, mo, mo CD. Mo <laughs> CD.
1: Okay, we'll continue. Uh, right. Now we had these are our, uh, associate executive producers, uh, of which we have a couple. Uh, Megan Emery, who did not send us a note, but sent us fifty dollars. Oh, there's Phoebe, who was contributing. I'll I'll just continue. Edwin Torres, $50, uh, GBG, Give Blacks Guns. Thank you very much, Edwin. And Brandon Archer, who wants a uh, cancel cannon. And we got that. We played it earlier. And he also sent us $50 for an associate executive producership. We appreciate it. And those are the uh, executive and associate executive producers. A couple of boostergrams I wanted to read. Now, these are fun because you're... Actually sending value as you're listening to the show, which is really exciting for us to watch little tiny bits, you know, fractions of pennies come in. But over time, uh, we hope to uh, build some generational wealth between our two families, and we're keeping all of this stuff in the Bitcoin wallet. Um, And we kick it off with uh, Harv Hat, who sent us 11,111, so a whole row of sticks, uh, through CurioCaster. We have um, NetNed, 10,000 sats. Keep up the good work using this fountain app. Lavish with 6,969. Mo with the new dough, he says. Thank you. Uh, the value for value for episode 77 uh, coming from our anonymous donor, Breeze, through the Breeze app, 5,000 sats. Thank you. <clears throat> Sir Doug uh, sent us 4,400. We have Cas Peeland, always good for some sats, 3,300. Thanks for the show. We have Yohomeli, with a combined 44-44 and two rows of ducks. Nomad Joe, thanks from the road, with 2,000 sats. Brian of London, uh, 1948, with another small Israeli independence boost from Israel. And Sir Dwayne Melanson comes in twice with 1,000 sats. He says, I haven't read or listened to uh, Stephen Covey in a long time. I'd forgotten how insightful he was. Keep it up. And he sent another 1,000 sats with that. A P.S. or peas. Uh, 500 sats amazing work guys love the show what you both contribute to these turbulent times Clude with 333 hey adam and mo i want to send in some value although 333 isn't a lot i want to let you know i'm going to contribute uh some talent i'm currently working on a mofax transcript database and currently have a minimum viable product here's a link to the preview oh crap did you look at this thing
2: uh i can't see it
1: oh it's a youtube oh, it's a youtube link
2: uh it's in the booth, right? Oh no!
1: Of course you can't see that. What am I talking about? <laughs> you don't. I will, uh, of course, put the link in the show notes uh, at uh, at mofax <clears throat> This is pretty cool. This I I love this kind of stuff. So we have transcripts on every single show, um, mm-hmm. and I, and we've been going back, and we've been. Uh, uh, Dreb Scott has been adding chapters and been trying to retroactively <clears throat> excuse me put some stuff in the transcripts are really fantastic because it's a great way to to find stuff. You can find stuff in any podcast player that supports it. Oh, man, there's Rona thing. Excuse me. Uh, But he's put together a database where you can go in and search stuff, and it'll show you each episode where you need to go. So this will be really powerful as a research tool. And also, when we go, like, what was that in again? What show was that? Boom! It'll show up
2: exactly because it'll help me go back. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'll definitely be using it. Love I that, man. Thank, thank
1: it. you so much, Clue. That's really appreciated. Chad Farrow, three thirty-three. Chad, we appreciate, man. We love you. Uh, and fightless birds, uh, thirty-three sets. Uh, those are your boostergrams. Get a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com. Uh You can also you can send all kinds of amounts to that, uh, as big as you want, as small as you want. Uh, but definitely, every single time you open a new podcast app, you know Mofax with Adam Curry will be there. It can't be deplatformed or taken away. And we'll thank a couple more producers uh, in our second segment. Thank you again for supporting episode number 78 of Mofax with Adam Curry. As always, MoFacts.com, MoFundMe, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com.
2: And I would like to send prayers out to... Um um, Lorraine Converse. Okay. Um, just everybody keep her in her keep her in your prayers. Uh, she's big time. Uh, time and talent produced on the fax machine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she's dealing with. Uh, I think she sent a note in. The, uh, into no agenda as well. Um, that she's battling the the cancer. So uh, yes,
1: yes, she's been in our prayers for a bit here.
2: Yeah that's what well, i mean I, I had it in the list i created and like i said just keep that's that's the thing guys just time and talent the treasure also helps uh i'm cool <laughs> but at the same time it's some big stuff i'm trying to pull off and i need that uh i need help with that so
1: yeah with the treasure I, part i, I i'll yes. say it for you yes
2: and all that was like i said this this. I'm good I just want to let everybody know like it's just we're trying to as you've seen with the with the transcript thing we're trying to grow this thing to, to something yeah, and, that's gonna be and know
1: every- that you know every week there's something going on because we also have the lost tapes on the alternating Wednesdays and have you been doing other any other um one-off rips with anybody in between that i might not know have
2: i haven't because i've been focusing my time on the things that we have under the under the under cover de- still development yeah yeah under development so it's that's eating into my time as well uh but i plan to get i have a, a to-do list of people i have to talk to and i plan to get back on that but yeah like i said just i want to pull these big things off so we just need the uh the treasure as well as the time and talent but yeah so, just get back on the upbeat. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, upbeat. Back to Soros. Where are we? <laughs> right. That's the upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, so what we have now is just here's a weird paradox because we have Dave Pacman. This is from show seven. that tell you how far back we've been talking about Soros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is him who his, was uh, from a Jewish lineage saying that Soros was using AstroTurf via Black Lives Matter to attack Bernie Sanders, who is also of Jewish descent. So it's just, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just get into this throwback clip. And I
6: have a very, very uh, specific idea that we need to explore seriously, which is that the anti Bernie Sanders tinge of the Black Lives Matter movement recently could be George Soros funded AstroTurf. And I will speak as specifically as possible, Lewis, And then I will allow you, Lewis, to tell me what you think about this uh... it's widely on record that george soros the liberal billionaire has poured a ton of money into two movements that were instrumental in creating black lives matter and the buzzword dating back to january we knew that george soros spent over thirty million dollars bankrolling ferguson demonstrators and of course ferguson relates to officer darren wilson who killed unarmed teenager michael brown and was ultimately not charged this includes support by George Soros of groups like Color Lines News for Action, o- uh, Organization for Black Struggle, which established itself then established the Hands Up Coalition. Soros also gave money to the Drug Policy Alliance, which worked on pushing Black Lives Matter as a bud- buzzword, which has since been incorporated into speeches speeches by political figures including Hillary Clinton.
1: There's a real fallacy in this, I'm realizing. I'm, okay. I'm glad we're talking about that. The fact, you know, if you look at the Open Society Institute website, mm-hmm. this is not one man. This is a vast, vast organization with with ambassadors, not like political ambassadors, but ambassadors to the Open Society Institute. People, uh, you know, like uh, elites, uh, royalty, princesses and princes. This this is a very, very, very big organization. A lot of people control the purse strings. It's not just George Suros saying, oh, I got an idea. You know, and, and you rarely hear about it because that's really, it's big. That thing is vast.
2: And Alex, I, I doubt he hears half of the ideas, this pitched. Of course, you know, like he, any he big organization, people, sure. Right. He holds people responsible, accountable for decision-making, on their appropriate level. And they just sign checks and say, okay, yeah, it sounds good. Let me write you a check. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and this is, but at the end of the day, it's his money. Mm -hmm. And so he's accountable for how his money is being spent. Uh, and as you can see, it definitely went into fueling black lives matter, Inc. And that's a problem because, we know what their stance is towards black men and at the same time he you can't say he's not aware or doesn't know <clears throat> because we just heard the last clip coming from the open society about uh stereotypes complete and how black knowledge, men are complete knowledge complete knowledge
1: of what's going
2: on so it's like how I, I, but I'm not confused that they're confused i think they exactly. play both sides um even when he probably makes his bets against the market i'm sure there's some kind of um Hedge. hedge there, hedge, yeah, of course. So, so these are the hedges, right? It's like okay, yeah, we're gonna bet on this side and we're gonna bet on this side, and you know, no matter how it comes out, we'll make some money off of it, which is smart business. I, I mean, I'm not mad at them about the business, but it's when you play ignorant when I point it out that's gaslighting, right. yeah. And that's that's where <laughs> that's where the problem comes in. At. So we have people over at the Heritage Foundation uh, provide this next set of clips. And this is uh, George Soros and the destruction of the uh, of law and order. When we talk about the justice system, we typically
4: think about judges and for good reason. They have tremendous power. But what about other parts of the justice system? What about district attorneys? The way the system works is that judges hear the cases and deliver the opinions, but district attorneys typically decide what cases to even bring before the judge. According to the US Bureau of Justice Statistics, there are over 2,300 district attorneys in the US, all wielding tremendous power to decide what crimes to prosecute, what penalties to push for, and maybe most importantly, what crimes not to prosecute. They are the truest reflection of how a locality
2: views justice,
1: yep I've witnessed this myself
2: close up yeah and me as well but but I think a lot of people don't understand how powerful that position is but uh'll well, I'll, I'll tell i 'll tell
1: my story and that'll okay. that may give a different light uh, a friend of mine in California uh was involved in something that I would say looked like financial fraud the total amount was 2 and it was not you know it was a company transaction and it had to do with copyrights and licensing so it wasn't it wasn't cut and dry like you know shit was in a warehouse and going out the back on trucks uh it had more to do with uh, almost with labeling but it was a $250,000 problem and uh he paid the $250,000 and then he went to jail for 18 months and uh, as a felony and uh he's fucked his life his life is still uh th- four years later in shambles and th- you know to me that was unnecessary
2: yeah they pick and choose is <laughs> this they pick and choose yeah, because someone knew
1: the district attorney and that and 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 this guy got the book thrown at him
2: man that's that's. so that's that's another problem.
1: side and people can say oh boo-hoo <laughs> You know, but uh, I've seen and and now I think, oh, man, you have someone who goes in with nothing. You ain't coming out with anything ever. Or do
2: they? I mean, this is
1: this. (laughs) Well, that's the next point. Yes, exactly.
2: Okay, so with that said, we realize what the power of the district attorney is. And you don't hear this on the mainstream news. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to the second part of this clip. If you were paying attention to the news a couple weeks
4: ago, you might have caught this, well, awkward exchange on the Fox News channel between Newt Gingrich, Harris Faulkner and Melissa Francis discussing the costs of the recent damage from the riots. The
17: number one problem in almost all these cities is George Soros elected left-wing, oh, yeah. Classic. anti-police, pro-criminal district attorneys who refuse to pe- keep people locked up. Progressive district attorneys are anti-police, pro-criminal, and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros' money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street.
14: I'm not sure we need to bring can George get Soros the into this. <laughs> I was
17: going to say you get the last word, he speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars didn't. he spent? I, I agree with Melissa. George Soros
16: doesn't need to
9: be a part of this conversation.
17: Okay. So it's for both. All right. We're going to... Okay. We're going to
18: move on. <laughs> oh
1: boy... Awkward indeed, man. I love that you brought that clip back. That is so good. That was that was Newt's uh, goodbye.
2: And when, since when can't we talk about who's funding political campaigns? In a way, this is kind of like a Censorship. Form of voter suppression. Of course, of course, it it was
1: just an, unbel- it's an unbelievable piece of video,
2: especially the fact that it was Fox. So this yeah. goes to show you that. This, even within a network, they give airtime to uh, Tucker Carlson, but it's like, okay, you can be on at night, right? You can, you can be on at night. And, but during the daytime, it's like, we can't, we can't discuss that. Certain people are watching. Well, also, don't, you know, make
1: no mistake that 99% of all, and maybe Tucker's the only one, and maybe not these people are are mostly just reading scripts they they're reading questions i mean i've i've been here Mm -hmm. i know exactly how it works and uh, and there's an earpiece and they're being told no 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 we're not going to talk about soros cut them off and then they you know then smoke comes out of the ears and that's the result uh not because they haven't they don't even they know they're just like these are news models Mm -hmm. but that's the institution That's the institution
2: and you can't talk about it it's crazy but they bring Russia back into this for a minute and saying not too much, same, but same thing, right? When you hear talk across and when it goes off, you come. What's the other guy behind him? Uh Sean Hannity. Uh, Sean Hannity. It's like it's a hundred eighty degree uh pivot.
1: Yeah, it's Sean. Like, Sean's all pro war, and let's <laughs> let's go get Putin. <laughs>
2: it, it's it's once again it's jarring. So it goes yeah. to show you that even within these same news uh operations yeah they have a wide uh not even wide but just polar opposite you know, I'm saying viewpoints which is which is kind of how it should
1: be except it's one little tucker carlson is one piece and he i mean i certainly am not all in on everything he says right but it should at least not be the same voice the same message all the time which is the rest of fox is pretty similar when it comes to war for sure
2: and that's the thing right there it's war hawks (laughs) yeah yeah. and and, 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 a lot of hey look at
1: look at we we just spent 1.5 trillion dollars i mean we we're going to go print it but that was the bill literally the bill and how much the bill was and 780 million of that goes to the military. So if you don't think that money's not circling around and isn't important in what gets mentioned on television or what what gets to the top of the media, you're crazy. I'm not saying you mo, but I'm just saying in yeah. general. That's why. I mean, just follow the money.
2: And and that's the like I said, that's the running secondary running theme of this show is you have to make the dollars and cents of it. So through my digging, I was able to find the actual What was being heard in the earpiece is doing this. uh, Oh, (laughs) really? Yes.
1: Oh, I love it. Can you play it?
2: Yes.
18: Speaker Gingrich, I know you have a final thought for us.
17: Yeah. Look, the number one problem in almost all these cities Mm -hmm. is George Soros elected left wing, anti-police, pro-criminal district attorneys who refuse to keep people locked up. Uh, just yesterday, they put somebody back on the street who's wanted for two different murders in New York City. Uh, you cannot solve this problem. And both Harris and Biden have talked very proudly about what they call progressive district attorneys. Progressive district attorneys are anti-police, pro-criminal, and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros's money. And they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street.
8: Oh, what did he say? What did he say? What, what? what did, say? What's with what? What did say? Oh, no. oh, my God. What what God was he did he say? Oh, you are here, buddy. Listen, do so we'll go together, one. Give on one. What? Camera <laughs> one. Cut the feed listen to me
19: oh listen to me listen okay. to me listen to the crazy Tony. harlot listen you need to cut out his tongue we can have no no mention
0: of the soros man cut no. it cut his are you remember he paid for your botox <laughs> <tongue>.
1: <laughs> pretty much what i said <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so i mean that's a joke but that's kind of you if you can see the visual
1: and I have uh, lived in these studios. That's really how it goes.
2: And the weird thing about that whole clip was the 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 anchor was like staring, like seriously, you yeah. want me to mm-hmm. steer him away that hard away mm-hmm. from it? Mm-hmm. Cause she she like froze like a deer in her head. She like, did, yeah, and, uh, and was like, "What do I say?" Because <laughs> she knew it was going to be weird, and he was like, "Oh, so it's just foreboding?" Yes. Yes, you cannot talk about Soros, and this was right in the middle of, you know, the uh, the heated election um, mm-hmm. process. So mm-hmm. that goes to show you the lamps that they went to that their listeners, Fox listeners, couldn't even hear about Soros.
1: They take so, they take you know the political donate the political money that goes into advertising is just as green when it's from George Soros. It makes, right. no that's, 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 it makes no difference to Fox. Makes no difference. That's that's why we're value for value. That's why we can truly speak our mind. It's the only way. The
2: only way. It's the only way it can happen. So let's go ahead and get back into the destruction of Law and Order 3. But why not bring George Soros into this? It's
4: apparent that Soros is indeed funding an effort to support district attorney candidates who want to fundamentally change how district attorneys function. Enter the Justice and Public Safety Pack and its chair, Whitney Timus.
18: We are looking for challengers who are interested in truly changing their offices once elected. So we're looking for forward-thinking, reform-minded prosecutors. Now, these are folks who are more li- likely to be focused on creating policy that would result in reducing unnecessary confinement, right? Or prioritizing treatment over incarceration, or uh, looking for diversion, opportunities to divert people out of the system, or or seeking lesser charges for for nonviolent offenses, for example, Um, holding police officers accountable.
4: According to OpenSecrets.org, this group has and is funding several district attorney campaigns in cities big and small around America and speaks openly about their intentions to use money George Soros donates to replace traditional DAs with so-called reform-minded DAs. They claim they're doing this for greater justice and more safety. But as we've seen with the recent riots, many of these cities that have been damaged the most have DAs who have either been supported by Soros-type groups or they're of the same judicial
1: philosophy. I, I must say the music is really painful.
2: It is, right? Oh, I, man. I, I, wish, I wish there was some way I could scrub the music out of no, these clips.
1: You can't, but okay.
2: Yeah, and, and that's that's the other thing <laughs> who who's making this i mean over the heritage foundation yeah y'all gonna have to get into the 21st century uh the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, please. the style is not
1: yeah very 90s gonna get
2: your information out yeah very very uh you.
1: very uh level when the apple had those uh makeup like laptops with all the pretty oh. colors that's when this <laughs> right. bullshit started Doom, bloom, 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 bloom. oh yes the ibook i uh, was ago the iCompact. all that shit
2: uh, the, the, the delivery matters. You know what I'm saying? Sure delivery does, definitely sure matters. So, uh, but the, what I want to point out in this is, they said they were doing it for the safety, the safety of who? Right? Are you that dense that you don't understand? If you keep letting people out of jail repeatedly, and then you give them the freedom to do what they did for the whole <laughs> summer of 2020, you think they're just going to shut it off after election? It don't work that way.
1: I'm kind of afraid where this is going. I mean, if this is headed towards a new crime bill at the end of the show.
2: I think that's (laughs) uh, we've talked about it before, but I don't think we've heard on the last show. That's that's kind of what we're feeding off that as well. Yeah. Biden said we're going to fund the police. And I don't think he's talking about guys in blue uniforms and cars. They're talking about surveillance and
1: technology.
2: technology DNA and, um,
1: surveillance eye in the sky social, drones, social credit tracking score. yep
2: yeah how I see this being is this is just in my mind you, your certain credit score is going to allow you to be in certain areas and those are going to be quote-unquote slums and people it's not going to be well it's going to be tied to economic status as well but you can't live in you can't go outside of these zones unless you have a certain score at certain times right and I think that's how they're going to implement this whole thing. But they're like, oh, yeah, that's pro- that's progress. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you get to go and live in your nice neighborhood with your private police. But the poor people you're saying that you think you're working for are the ones that going to be victimized. Uh, you create laws like oh, anything under a thousand dollars is not a real crime. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, thieves, no, like I'm only going to steal everything that's nine hundred ninety nine dollars, ninety nine cents. You know, and 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 you got to let me out. Um, man, so it's very, it's the, the reason why this really upsets me is the fact that it's people that are, if they could go to better places, they would. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, this is the only place they can go. Yeah. And you've even made that more dangerous. This is your salute for what? I mean, but it's for the greater good because they have that mentality. If they die, they die. It, it's for, you know, it's good for the planet. Uh very sick. Very, very sick. uh, Sick is the right
1: word. These people who are doing this are sick.
2: But they're lizards. So I mean I get it. I understand. They're
1: not people, yeah, they're (laughs) lizards, yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, we gotta fight. And flight is not an option. We can't Mm -hmm. leave. So this is where they're at going with it. Well, I guess we can go ahead and get to number four. So, what would our justice system look like
4: if far left DAs transformed it toward more lenient and compassionate outcomes? Or challenged laws they didn't agree with by declining to even bring charges? What is the connection between current unrest in our cities and funding from people like George Soros? And what do they have to gain?
13: I don't think there's any question that that all of these things are are part of a some coordinated effort. I don't think you have to be a conspiracy theorist or or wear a a tinfoil hat to think, you know, something is afoot here. Every night we have buildings being burned down and there's no it doesn't seem to be any real end in sight. And there doesn't seem to be any idea as to how we're going to get out of this right now.
4: Jason Johnson is a friend of the Heritage Foundation and the president of the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. On this episode, he tells the story of six prominent cities that have recently switched to so...
1: Just, just FYI, I just want everyone to understand what just was said there. This is them thanking the donor, the guy who was just talking. It's just good to know because that's what he says. A friend of the Heritage Foundation means he gave money. So... There's also money in this Heritage Foundation, so just make sure we all are aware. Law Enforcement oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Legal Defense Fund. Hold oh, on, let me just go back.
4: Jason Johnson is a friend of the Heritage Foundation and the president of the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. On this episode, he tells the story of six prominent cities that have recently switched to so-called reform district attorneys. The results are chilling prosecutorial malpractice progressive prosecutors public safety and felony outcomes that's the big report and I, i'm going to tell you what folks it's not that long it's very easy to understand and and grab on to the insane stuff that they are finding right now mm-hmm.
2: i'm glad you pointed that out because you, you're saying you beat me to the punch that this is about money on both sides. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, this he was campaigning to make sure. Hey, you know Biden. Uh, we, we we you know we need to make make sure we're being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see that he lined their pockets on, uh, as well. Yeah. And 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 I don't think it's going to be more police on the streets. It's going to be more algorithms, better algorithms in their mind uh, that calculate and see who needs to be locked up. But there's no policing. There's no, you know, protecting and serving is going to go on. It's just going to be straight. uh, How do we control? How do we control these people?
1: Yep. Rules based control.
2: And and that's a that's a huge problem because. What's even the worst part about it is that it's going to be they're going to make it to the point where the people who is being victimized beg for their own. 2.0 2.0 crime bill we've seen this before because when the first crime bill came out what they say well you know the black leaders and the black uh congressional caucus begged us you know to do something about the problem mm-hmm. it's like so your solution was mass incarceration <laughs> okay. that that was solution so what scares me is like what's the solution gonna be this time
1: mm. i don't know mo it's it, it probably not going to be
2: great well, it'll be what we stand for. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's that's the whole point. We're yeah. not going to doom and gloom out because not what we do. It's the point of what are you okay? What are you going to stand for? Uh, I know we talked a lot about money, but also uh, they can't shut us all up. No, right? no. I mean, and,
1: and, and of course, none of these, uh, none of what they are doing, none of the practices we're seeing, the canceling the shutdowns, et cetera, is because their plan is working so great. It's because it's not. Because they need they need more control, more 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 of their message getting through and less of anything else. So that's proof. And it's proof that, that we have power.
2: And they want to shut you up because even a cop that was talking or a guy that worked for what was his name? Hold on. I have his name here. Jason Johnson, uh, from the legal I mean law enforcement legal defense fund. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, notice this legal defense fund because that's going to come pop up in uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, even he was saying, uh, "I'm not wearing a tenfold hat."
1: Right. Uh, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to right, see this. Right. You
2: had to put this put this together because he's conscious of how it comes across when you talk about an overarching scheme mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. goes to the very top. Yeah. So he had to, you know, preface his whole statement by doing that. Uh, so that lets, that lets you know that. Uh, what we do here, I think, you know, makes it to, makes it the point where you don't have to preface that we, we try to bring the facts and, you know, their own words uh, to like. That's all we're doing. So I guess we can go ahead and get to number twenty four
13: throw the baby out with the bathwater idea um, that, that really many of these ideas that have come up that you you just hit on are going to be devastating to so much of American life um, in, in ways that I don't think we can even really consider right now. Just the threat to public safety, the threat to law and order, the threat to security. Um, oh, oh, man. In He's chaos.
2: asking
1: for exactly the same thing. He doesn't want more officers. <laughs> He, he wants more technology. He wants more surveillance. Oh, my goodness. I'm hearing it now. Ugh. Um,
13: in, in ways that I don't think we can even really consider right now. Just the threat to public safety, the threat to law and order, the threat to security. Um, the instability and chaos that we were, were already seeing it play out in the streets and the lack of accountability for the people who are engaged in it. I mean, we have cops being shot every night. We have buildings being burned down and there's no, it doesn't seem to be any real end in sight. And there doesn't seem to be any idea as to how we're going to get out of this right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Who's our George Soros? That's going to fund the opposite direction of where he's going. You wow. know, who how, wants that? how do we even begin yeah. to to look uh, to, to push back or even uh, make a dent in what's been going on. Yeah. I
13: mean, I think we have to win sort of uh, the middle. People who are mm. of goodwill, who are open-minded, who maybe right now are subject to the influence of what they're seeing on some of the cable news networks, and they believe, um, you know, the cops are evil or they should be defined. I mean, these are – I'm talking about people who are – generally reasonable and rational but they've been led down this road Mm -hmm. and the way to push back is to provide facts and to try to hope those facts take hold unfortunately in our age of social media facts are less important i think than they've ever been
1: hmm okay
2: propaganda is more important than it's ever been
1: yeah no kidding no kidding glad
2: you call i'm glad you called it out without me having to say it they're all asking for who's our who's Who's our Soros? Yeah, who's, gonna be, who's gonna be our daddy? Yeah. You know oh no, saying? yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll
1: work. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do exactly the same. Mm-hmm. That'll be fine. Yeah, and who's and our daddy? Jeez,
2: that's why we can't get to any solution because everybody's looking for the same solution, just their brand of it. It's not, I think, I know how to control the slaves best. And the you know, heritage <laughs> turn it over to me.
1: foundation. I wonder how much money they have. That's not a small organization.
2: Mm No, 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 no. Not uh, at all. Uh
1: I wonder I can't hmm. They are they are a nonprofit. so oh what do they have? Oh, so their total revenue revenue. It's eighty one million a year. And they have uh two hundred and fifty million in assets. Well.
2: That's why they're asking who's our soros. Yeah. Who's gonna get us in the billions like open society?
1: right yeah we're only quarter bill
11: bro yeah You can't, <laughs> this
2: is, I can't no fight, sorrows with, I can't this.
1: fight <laughs> sorrows with this little tiddly wink money here get me some real cash
2: yeah that, that's I, I, like i said i'm I, i'm glad you picked up on what they were putting down because it's like and that's the whole thing is like the two options they give you is the same it's like you know would you right. like uh would you like uh, sesame seeds on that crap sandwich or no sesame seeds? It's like, I don't want to eat crap. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. It's like, we gave you an option. You know, take take the option. But yeah, I mean, it's, that's why we had to create our own options like you're doing with like Podcasting 2.0. With like this show here, we come and like, let's get into the middle. Let's seek first to understand and then be understood. As you heard in the uh, letter from um, Amy, just the sheer conversation mm-hmm. open them up to be able to talk to each other and yeah. talk to other people.
1: Yeah. So it's, 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 it makes a big difference, man. Every day I hear someone talking about it. Same thing. Right.
2: And this is, this is the only way, because as, as he did point out, uh, I think his name is uh, J- Jason Johnson pointed out facts. They don't matter as much as they used to. Everything is headlines, mm-hmm, propaganda, mm-hmm. As you pointed out with the news story, uh, uh, as I brought up with the news story, you pointed out with the, the quote-unquote dead Ukrainian in the body bag moving around. Yeah, You could take that and spin it any way you want to. Whoever yeah. sees it, it, has an effect on them. The same way with the P dossier, the same thing. You hear about it, it has effect on you.
1: There's one other um, thing that I want to add, uh, uh, the, uh, abbreviate, the abbreviated nature of our information intake. Most mm. headlines um, that are put on social media lead to literally a headline and a little bit of copy and then it's paywall so you know and people are now just not even not even we're not even making the effort to click to even see if there's a paywall they just take a screenshot so now we literally are only communicating in headlines it's very it's very bad
2: (laughs) headlines the image yeah and, but but it's the same way headlines and filters side. headlines and filters <laughs> that's, it's, that's it's, our it's world the, and it's the same thing on the youtube side everything i post in our clip list is majority of the time i say 90 percent of the time is that headline from the whatever source i got it from like this was called george soros and the destruction of law and order you know that that's the headline mm-hmm. and but they don't let you know that, oh, our structure,
1: <laughs> right.
2: it's pretty much the same. Same thing. Structure.
1: Same thing. Yeah.
2: Right. So um, now we've talked about the Soros sisters and I found a big one. Uh, <laughs> Sher- <laughs> Sher- 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 Sherry Lynn uh, Eiffel. Oh, is this, is this Gwen's heard. sister? I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 there aren't I, many I, Eiffels I, out the there. I don't. I, I don't. Is, is I, Gwen I, black?
1: Gwen Eiffel was extremely black, yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm not
2: familiar with Glenn, Gwen.
1: Well, Gwen passed away. She worked for uh, PBS. Oh, the
2: PBS. Oh, no, yeah. Oh. I,
1: yeah, she yeah, got, okay. yeah, yeah, here it is. Gwen, it was... Oh, it was her first cousin. There you go. Oh, uh, Boulay? I do <laughs> uh, <laughs> calling Gwen back home.
2: <laughs> with Sherry Lynn. She yeah. uh, is, is the... Uh, she's the president of the and director of counsel at the NAACP legal defense another legal defense you just opposed that to mm-hmm, Jason mm-hmm, Johnson mm-hmm. is the from the law enforcement legal defense fund yeah uh and before that she was the education um she was the the uh excuse me she was the president of the di- excuse me the president and director director di- director counsel of the NAACP. Legal defense and educational fund. Yeah. I can't forget the educational part, but it's, it's abbreviated L- uh, LDF. But yes. But before that, she was a uh, board chairman of US programs at the Open Society. Oh, no. So she, oh, no. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's schooled. Right. So I want to listen to this clip to get inside uh, the thinking of a person that would be on the Open Society, how they feel about race, and she goes into the black code as well. Just in the weeks
6: preceding the George Floyd video, there were a couple of other videos that came out. Yeah. One was an encounter in Central Park. Mm-hmm. A white woman tells a black bird watcher that if he doesn't stop taping her after he had told her to put her dog on a leash, which was required in that part of the park, she tells him if he doesn't stop taping her, she's going to call the police and tell them that a black man is threatening her life.
8: Please call the cops.
6: I'm
7: going
8: to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. What did you see and hear in that tape?
18: I saw white privilege on full display and the full realization of white people that they can weaponize the police, that the police are their private constabulary, that if they just feel like they're maybe losing an argument, (laughs) they can call the police. They're going to lead with the race issue because they know that the police will come and view the scene in a very particular way. They know. That's why when white people say, we didn't know, when we, they see these videos and they say, we didn't know it was this bad and we, we, we didn't know, they do know. They know that the state works for them. And they know that the state and and the and law enforcement is embedded with the
2: same narratives that they likely
1: grew up with, yeah, we discussed this previously, didn't we?
2: I believe so, but just familiar familiarize people with the case i- guess the guy told the lady to put her dog back on the leash, and she got out um went into full caring mode, and was like, "Oh no, you know what I'm saying, don't stop. I guess one thing filming a person." I don't think that's a good way to approach the situation. No, but that's
1: was, not. That was that was a mistake on his part,
2: r- right? But it also goes to show you that you know, I don't think it's too many uh, ardent uh, <laughs> uh, Trump supporters in in you know in Central Park. She didn't. She didn't give me those vibes. No, so no, like, no, no, you-
1: no, no, no. She was no, oh, no, 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 not at all. But but let, let's just stop for a second. Yes. Because uh, this guy was no slouch. He he wasn't some hood hoodlum you know, the guy who was filming, but where we've gotten to today, when, when overarching problem, right? We weren't there, so we don't really know what happened. But as mm-hmm. you said, she had her dog off the leash. He took, and it's, I guess it's not legal, or whatever. And he said, Hey, could you please put your I don't know what, if you said it that way, if he said, Hey, could you please put your dog back on the leash or Hey lady, you know, could be any of those versions. And then in today's society, when someone says, no, I disagree or I'm, you know, or freaks out or whatever, then we immediately go and film it. This is actually a big problem. Everything else that comes after it, big problem. But that fact alone that we do that shit, that's that's as bad as calling the police in my book. It's so stupid.
2: It's, everybody wants to go viral.
1: Exactly. E- so, everybody
2: it, wants that that viral moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they understand what comes with it.
1: They have but, no clue. Um, no, nope, they have no clue.
2: Sometimes good, sometimes really fantastic. You can spin it into a whole thing. And you heard the guy from sixty minutes. I forget his name. Mentioned that we had several videos. So now everybody's looking for that, you know, key racial moment, right? Yeah. I mean, let me catch this on video so I can, you know, be, um, g- win in the clout game. Mm-hmm. And and my point is tell her to put her dog on the leash, keep it moving. I don't understand why people got to be arguing with people over stuff, but I want to belabor the point, but I want to get into this next clip. Cause it seemed like he was the one being the dog leash police in this case, like put your dog on the leash. You're yeah. saying kind of yeah. thing. Exactly. Now we got to think about that. And now in the mindset of what's going on in New York right now <laughs> yeah. with a certain uh, protocols. Yes. And now in that mindset, listen to Sherry Lynn and her, uh, how she views, how things should be enforced.
18: And so she tells this black man to his face, she knows she's being videotaped, that she is going to weaponize the New York City Police Department She's going to weaponize them against him if he doesn't stop filming her.
19: There is an African American
18: man in Central Park. He's recording me, and threatening myself and my dog. It's a powerful moment and moment for pause for us to think about the kind of power that we put into the hands of the average white person who believes that they are deputized to control the movements of black people. This is actually what existed after the Civil War with the creation of black codes, where black people could be questioned by any white person and asked to show their papers showing their employment, that some white person employed them, and that therefore they had the right to be on a public road. That's how they used to try to police us after the Civil War. After we were theoretically free from slavery, they created the, these these state codes and city ordinances wow. that controlled our conduct. And that's what you see when you see, you know, all of these people who call 911 on black people having a barbecue or standing outside their house or whatever they're calling about.
6: Teenagers is going to a teen- swim party.
18: Teenagers going to a swim party is the the fundamental belief of most white people, that they have the right to question a black person's legitimacy, and essentially ask the black person to show their freedom papers. Essentially, to show their to show that they have the right to enter this building, to be in this hallway, to be in the gym. We saw recently, right? Holy crap!
1: Well, y'all, <laughs> y'all, else? y'all were y'all were really early on with that shit. You got the freedom papers, but now now that's expanded. Now I'm black too.
2: Freedom papers I told for the ma- When yeah. I tell you about the mask, when we talked first started talking about the Rona, when you were saying when you went out without a mask on. Oh yeah. Oh uh, for totally. That first time, yeah,
1: it was a great. I mean, it wasn't a great experience, but it was. It was very uh, eye opening. Uh,
2: that 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 uh, uh like, you know,
1: no, I'm not I'll, following I'll, the rules. I'll t- I'll tell the story, <laughs> please. And we were still in Austin, and um. Th- it wasn't really. I'm not quite sure. At a certain point, I was just done with the mask. I don't even know what the status or level was. I I don't care. I was like, I'm just want to walk into Whole Foods. I'm just going to go about my business, and I'm just going to not wear my mask, and I'll see what happens. And it'll be it'll be. I want to know what's what. Are, how are people really feeling about this? What, like I yelled at? And it was fucking weird. It was. I was worried. I had to sit in the car. I so said, I'm going to put my mask in my back because you know, in my back pocket, just in case. you know, I don't want to get into any altercations and uh and no one and what was interesting is nobody cared i still it was it was on one hand it was like oh my god i feel so good doing this but it was very weird and i and i most specifically remember remember another guy without a mask and we we gave one of those sup bro yeah. Right. That's a, that's and i was like and I, and I <laughs> totally understood the 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 analogy i totally got it totally
2: if anything go down i got your back You're yeah right,
1: that's the, that's the right 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, and so and now does that mean i don't i don't know if that means that i have white privilege uh
2: no what that is is just that you the fact that you can live unaware is how everybody should be able to live unaware. Mm-hmm. You're saying? I'm not going to, when I walk into a store, it, I'm not thinking with this mind of, oh, how I'm being perceived. That's it. But right,
1: right, 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 right.
2: Through the social norms, now you have to worry about how you're being perceived because I had a, a massless moment here recently. I mean, the allergies, you probably can hear it during the show. Mm-hmm. You know, the allergies and stuff are kicking up. And I, w- I was in a store with um without a mask on the other day. Mm-hmm. And I started coughing. <sighs> and people looked at me was like, like, Koof alert, Koof alert. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I'm self-conscious. I'm trying to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't worry about, I mean, <laughs> <but it> was, <laughs> guys with
1: hazmat suits get... coming in, like, bag him, bag him.
2: Right. So that's the kind of thing I can understand where they're going from. But here with Sherry Lynn, it's amazing how these walking paper or these papers that you talk about, yeah. how do you feel about how New York's going on right now? Yeah. I mean, like with uh, Kyrie Irving, look at the situation <laughs> with him. You
1: know, Devorah keeps saying, "Oh, it's gonna, it's 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 all about the bet." He says, "As soon as as the, as as the odds are in the right place, then uh, he says Mayor Adams is going to drop it just in time for Kyrie to play."
2: Well, Kyrie just had forty points in one half the other last night, so I mean that just lets you know. How ridiculous it is a person <laughs> of that level to score forty some points in one half? And they say, "Nope, you can't play though." But uh, especially and they since even find
1: the for being in the locker room, especially since the fans are allowed to be unmasked, <laughs> the whole thing is is nuts. It makes no sense.
2: And, and even more, and that's why I say it, it's ridiculous for her to sit here and say this about walking papers. And you clearly, you you like literally, literally have to have papers to move around New York, or did I don't think I think they're extending them or. It's kind of in a gray area right now. Uh, yeah, the not.
1: the business mandates are, are pretty much still in place. I mean, most businesses have not dropped it. They're just like, "Hey, we got to prove you got it."
2: I wonder how she feels about that. <laughs> I will, I would love to ask her. How, what's the what is the open society's uh, standpoint on uh, asking people to have moving having freedom papers? Just to move about New York City, how would you feel about that?
1: That would be good to confront her with, wouldn't it? We should set up an interview, like hey, a podcast. We really play to her ego. We'll, we'll play really dumb, and then we'll just pop this shit on her. See what happens.
2: Because the thing is, is this is how you win this battle when you put people in a paradigm where it's like they have to face the hypocrisy and the just sheer nonsense of it. Like GBG. That's why I, pe- I think that's why I got so popular with people because it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. You want to protect black people? Why don't you give them guns? And it's like, oh, no, we can't give them guns because we're anti gun. <laughs> so th- I think hey, this I hope, is, this I is hope, how memes work.
1: I hope that the fax machine is working on at least t shirts or hoodies or something with GBG on it. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. that's so badass. I want that real bad. AK on it. Perfect.
2: And that's that that's like I said that's that's how you win this war by being clever.
11: Mm-hmm.
2: By you know uh and and now just let's go back to Central Park for a minute. That's why I called the dude the dog Nazi mm-hmm. Because he was like, "Hey, put your, put your put your dog on a leash." It's like I mean I, I don't right. know if the dog was bothering him or not. I don't I can't speak to that. But what I'm saying is the fact that when you get into a combative situation By trying to pre- force something on somebody else it's, I mean, like hey, you like know, you can say, "Hey, man, put your dog on a leash and keep keep it moving," but it's just like this need to force law on somebody else. That's that that was the weird paradigm and paradox for uh uh for this situation because he was the one actually enforcing the code on her. You know, yes, you know you have, have yes, a, <laughs> yes. That, that's
1: what I said, and and I've long said, certainly in the United States, we we've picked up some very bad habits of always solving everything with third parties. I'm mm-hmm. going to sue you. I'm going to call the the teacher, the principal, whatever. Uh, I'm going to call the cops, you know. Uh, it, it, it's no longer possible, I guess, to go over to your neighbors and say, hey, it's 10 o'clock. You just turn it down a little bit. No, you can't do that. That discourse, and people don't even know their neighbors probably. And that, and I would say that goes all the way down to the breakdown of the family and church, et cetera. Fine. Fine. Um. And now we've added this extra dimension, which is kind of instead of a lawyer, we just throw that shit up on social media and we just let the public decide, you know, and it's it's skewed, it's biased and it's messed up. And that has kind Mm -hmm. of now become the 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 poor man's, uh, so to speak, a legal defense fund. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just going to throw that on Twitter. I'm going to throw that on YouTube.
2: Without any context or anything. No, of course not. No, of course not. So, I mean, so that's that's and it worked well for this man. I think he, he got a good one out of it. I think he ended up like saying we, they took it too far with her. I mean, I, I, I forget, it slips my mind how oh, really? how it ended. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to get her fired. That was one right, of the things, which right, I don't understand right. as well. Like trying to get somebody fired, yeah, it's so, I it's the so point
1: lame. I oh, you know who tried that? Richard Marks tried to get me fired from MTV. What
2: are you trying to get you fired for, Adam? Do you know the story? No, I do not know the story.
1: Oh, I was doing the top twenty countdown, and you know Richard Marks was, you know, he was he was always on there. He had monstrous hits, and you know, so and this is a scripted show, so there's some jokes built in. And mm-hmm. I came out of his clip. I said Richard Marks and his hair at number, you know, fourteen, whatever, which is, I think, certainly seeing my quaff of the day is quite okay. You know, I I can as a hair guy, I could say that. And he got so pissed off, and he went to the to the executives, and he said, "You got to get Curry off the air." And it was it was messed up.
2: You didn't respect his third rail, Adam. Yeah,
1: like I, I guess not. Way. Hey, I was I was a dumb <laughs> news model. What can I tell you? I was just reading what I was supposed to read. I,
2: I'm Sorry, you, but yeah. It's like I said, everybody is far too sensitive. Especially with, the weird thing with me is now family calling the police on family. Yeah, like that, uh, that to me yeah, is that
1: that sucks.
2: And then you're going to have to get bail money to bail them out so they can make it to work by Monday. It's like, then they're going to get, get fired and have to borrow money from you. But I digress. It's just that's the weirdest thing. It's like, we're calling, we're calling police on family now? Like, is that what we're doing? Uh, It's just the dumbest thing ever. Well, so, so speaking I, of money, okay.
1: I was just going to say, have you seen the new cops on Fox Nation? I have not. Now, it, w- the old cops, we all remember. What was it basically?
2: Uh, either prost- uh, either uh, bait prostitutes or bait drug deals, and they would chase the guy down over you know what I'm saying over that. That's that's my that's my uh, right.
1: And would you yeah. say that the majority of the perpetrators were black on cops?
2: Either black or uh, Latino.
1: Okay, so the, the new cops, which is back, or,
2: or or let me say this, or or somewhere in in rural America. Right. That, well, that was,
1: well, the new cops was, is I'm all kidding. that. The new cops is all white people. It's hilarious.
2: I oh, welcome to the bottom.
1: Yes, exactly. Exa- they don't even know that they're the sequel. It's crazy. All right.
2: Well, speaking of money, I guess we need to thank some more producers uh for what they do.
1: Yes, and we need to remind us how much we love it. I like brand new money. I just I don't want any money around me is not
2: I'd almost rather have a, a new
10: one than a brand, than an old twenty. <laughs> now, that's kinda of dumb, isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like $100 bills? Oh, yeah. I like
12: oh. new money, too.
10: Oh, most beautiful thing on earth is a $100 bill. I ain't not seen a woman as good-looking as a $100
1: bill. There's
10: something about a $100 bill that excites you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we love new money as well. That's not really why we're doing it, but it does help us do it. The new money we love is some Bitcoin. Newpodcastapps.com is where you can uh, get a podcast. You can use value for value streaming. You can boost us larger amounts and support uh, support many independent podcasts and ensure that your podcasts are protected and will stay on the air, so to speak. We also love some of the new money we get in digital form from Cash App and PayPal. And uh, we want to thank the rest of our producers. Jared Mitchell, who says, hey, oh, by the way, it's the Pooh
2: Man. Hey, Mo, Pooh Man always oh, listen you gotta. <laughs> you know I the gotta say man? Something about the poo man yeah go you gotta see i gotta send you the copy of this boule phone he painted awesome. <laughs> he has a boulet phone that he painted cool yeah, yeah he painted it yeah so i i'll send that over to you oh can you, is that something we can put on social media yeah, we should be
1: able to. Yeah, just. Unless I mean, the boulet comes after us. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would be careful yeah. with that. <laughs> so Pooh Man <laughs> says, always listening to your podcast will make an artwork. Keep up the great work, of course. 33 33 Thank you, Jared. Christopher DiBiase, De, De, I think it is. $33. Thank you. Daniel Fletcher, $30. Hope everything's good with you and your family. Everything good with you and your family, Mo?
2: Yes, they are. Everybody's wonderful.
1: Everything good here as well. Thank you for asking. And step
2: up, I'm trying to t- teach a 18 year old how to drive. Uh, without, without health insurance. So oh, please pray for me. Oh,
1: my. What do you mean? That's not been sorted out?
2: No. Oh, bro. It's still in limp. I mean, like, because they were like, well, you know, kind of thing. So, um, mm. okay. I think I should be able to be taken care of, but like I say, it's not official yet. I'll say that. I'm okay. not worried about it, but it's not official.
1: Michael Kilgus, twenty-five dollars. Mo Mofax with Adam Curry. He says, "No note from Jill Woods, but twenty dollars. Appreciate that." Ned Laers the third, seventeen point seven seven. One day I'll have more to sew. Work ain't the same. This is the beauty of the value for value system, Ned. We value this just as much as any other donation because we know where it comes from and it's valuable to you. That's the point. That's what counts. Benjamin Sides, fifteen dollars. He says, "Thank you, Mo." uh alejandro Olcoser, which he gave me a handy pronunci- pronunciation guide for and now you're gonna have to do that every single time alejandro because you think i'm gonna remember when i see this a l c o well a soccer l also al so it's soccer backwards okay thank you i'll remember now mark asher money for fax man and mr spice <laughs> eleven dollars <laughs> Johnny Hipwell 1010, 10. this will work for now. I'm trying to keep the subscription. It won't let me go through your link website to do a subscription. Oh, is that, did, did that, we have a failure on that?
2: He was the first <clears throat> one to try to use a subscription oh, okay. that I know of. Uh, and he has some issues, so I got to look, at, go into the website and check out what's going on over there. Well, we can always
1: ask. I'm skipping over one here, but we can always ask Terry, the human subscription Keller, who was there with his four dollars and eleven cents. As always, if he can check it out for us, because he does know a thing or two about subscriptions, even though he does these by hand. Right. And we also thank Brandon M. Ellsbury for his five dollars and Chris Konehur, co- co- um, yeah, Konehur, I guess, mm-hmm. three dollars thirty-three cents. No, no, thank you all very much for supporting episode seventy-eight of Mofax with Adam Curry. Please support the work. Please support this show. Go to mofax.com. The donation page directly, mofundme.com.
2: And I want to make sure we got Terrence Lynch for $10. I want to make sure we got him. I think you said it, but I just want to verify that we did. Uh,
1: uh We did now, for sure.
2: Okay. just, just I'd rather be uh, safe yep, sorry. No problem. All right. So now on this last block, I want to get into the impact of these uh of the open society because it sounds like we're moaning and complaining, but these things have real issues. And all of these have been local to me, these these news stories that I have. Okay. So it's kinda like we're gonna go through some news clips and just listen to the amount of craziness and crime that's going on since, you know, uh these DAs have taken uh office in their district. So I guess we can go ahead and get into twenty eight uh homeless men.
19: Good morning, everyone, and welcome
16: to News for Today. I'm Un Yang. And I'm Jumi Olabangi. Thanks for waking up with us on this Tuesday, March 15th. We will get to that breaking news right now here at 6 o'clock. D.C. police say they have a suspect in custody in connection to the attacks on men experiencing homelessness in D.C. and in New York City.
6: The man was arrested just a few hours ago around 3 o'clock this morning on Pennsylvania Avenue in
16: Southeast D.C. News source Justin Finch live at D.C. police headquarters with the latest on these breaking details.
8: Justin. Uh, Jumi on Good Morning. That's right. That word now coming in from D.C. police just moments ago that a man is now in custody in connection to this case. Those five men experiencing homelessness who were all shot between D.C. and New York City, two of which have died. That man is now in police custody, now under arrest. This all comes after the recent release of those new suspect images. As you mentioned, he was located overnight on the 2700 block of Pennsylvania Avenue in Southeast, and we are told this man fits the description of the face you were seeing on those images. Mayor Bowser and D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti calling this man depraved, linking him to the five shootings of men experiencing homelessness, two of which have died in D.C. Homeless outreach teams were going out to get word to encampments warning of this danger and offering shelter. Chief Conti had been saying that tips have been coming in over the past few days uh, as this case Was being pursued. And speaking Monday, Mayor Bowser encouraged those who are unhoused to seek shelter for their safety, given that threat on the streets. Yeah, <clears throat> we got that story here, too.
2: Seek shelter. Mm hmm. Like, I mean, like, seek they're homeless.
1: <laughs> seek shelter, homeless people. <laughs> like, that's yeah. their
2: solution, right? That's their solution. Like, it's the crazy killer on the loose. Seek shelter. Yeah. I think if they had shelter, they were, you know, that would be an option for them. <laughs> but this is how. Tone deaf, these people are, and I'm noticing something because I did a little research on this guy. He was in and out of mental mental institutions. Mm-hmm. So, are they also letting mental patients out? Because I have to ask this question. Because you remember with the Cal uh, Rittenhouse Rittenhouse case, the yeah. guy that one of the guys that he shot was fresh out of an institution. Is this also being included in mental mental in- institutions as well as well, well, prisons and I- jails? I believe
1: this <clears throat> this goes back to the Reagan era. <clears throat> excuse me, when there was a call, you know the, the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, so that was a state run uh, mental facility, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of people in there, and uh, predominantly the left, uh, leftist politicians and uh, activists kept saying you know we need to let these people go this is horrible these institutions are horrible that movie was no coincidence and then reagan said you know what we're shutting all of them and uh since then we really haven't had that type of mental care certainly not Mm -hmm. um uh, government provided since as far as i know so i'm surprised they even had a place to send people to in the first place
2: and, and like I said, the, the other thing was he was let me be clear too. He was in and out of jail as well because he had two right. other assaults of women right prior to this in the same year. Yeah, and they had they didn't arrest him. And I guess for full disclosure, he's a, a black appearing man. Black appearing? Uh,
1: oh, that's cool. Yes, what, what is that's black a, appearing? That's,
2: uh, <laughs> a, this is it's a BAM. Uh, a black appearing <laughs> black man. BAM. Uh, that's that's when I haven't can't can't confirm your lineage. Oh uh, right so, so it's, it's, he, yeah so he appears to be a black man but it's not not uh his lineage is not uh confirmed yet so we can't we can't take that one. we can't take that l uh just yet um wow just verified uh moving on now we got to go to the sharpen cart cart killer
10: He preys on the weak, he preys on the the vulnerable, um, and he does unspeakable things with his victim.
19: Fairfax County police arresting a man they call the shopping cart killer, 35-year-old Anthony Robinson, accused of murdering at least four women.
8: Back in November, police in
13: Harrisonburg found two bodies in a vacant lot. Robinson was later arrested for that, and police in the district started investigating him in connection to the death of Cheyenne Brown. She went missing on September 30th. Fairfax County police believe they found her body near a shopping cart in Alexandria in the very same container where Brown's remains were found. Police say another person's remains were there. That person has not yet been identified.
19: Investigators believe Robinson met his victims on dating sites, took them to motels, then used a shopping cart to dispose of their remains in various locations. They think there may be more victims out there. Police say Robinson is transient. He had addresses in New York. Prince George's County, and D.C. He also had many jobs and no criminal history.
1: Okay. This is a, this is a, a fan favorite. Um, growing up in the Netherlands, uh, uh, and to this day, I would say, really the nutty crimes, the, like, eating the victims and stuff like that, you know, Zodiac Killer, all this stuff, was really, it's only in America. It's not true, probably, but really, this type of media murder is so stereotypical American.
2: I'm glad you said that because the unstereotypical thing about this is both of these are BAMs. Another black appearing man that's hmm. a serial killer, which, and also has a history of being in it. He didn't have a criminal history, but he has a history. With mental illness, which right. that's why I raised the question in the first place. Right now we're saying, OK, that's D.C., which guy went back and forth to New York. Now we yeah. have this next guy in Fairfax, Virginia, which is right outside of D.C. They're going back and forth to New York. What's going on? Like, seriously.
1: Yeah, they're letting crazy people just run around.
2: That's the problem. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's the whole like. And, you know, there was one in New York, too. Did you catch the one in the museum? Museum of Modern Art.
2: No, uh, uh, is that the one that jumped over the? uh, Yeah,
1: but this guy was a long term. He had a membership card. He would go very regularly. And then there were a couple of things that happened, and they and they revoked his membership card. And he came in again, and they said, "No, well, you can't come in because of these other, you know, this ruckus you caused." And then he Mm -hmm. jumped up and just stabbed the women. But that was-, was he?
2: Va- did he have his vaccination card?
1: I have to ask. <laughs> I don't, I don't is that, know. Is that the reason why? No, just, I
2: have to ask. I mean, these are legitimate questions that we have to ask when they are kind of vague. With the reason, it's like what That's was a the very, reason? It's a why great he was- question.
1: I have no idea. I, I wonder. if, Well, I can look at. I can see if you if, if vaccination is required for Museum of Modern Art.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I, I I forewarned people with this po- going postal thing. Um. Wow, wow. We've talked
1: about that. And yeah, hmm. Going postal. Yep. It's so, kind of time well, for that to come back, I guess.
2: It's, it's, it's very concerning when you see, like I said, DC, right here, Fairfax, Virginia. So I'm from the DMV. They call it the DMV, right? DC are maryland and virginia so i hey, have d Mo, and i have v yes
1: covid 19 vaccination and face masks are required for all visitors of the mm. museum of modern art
2: i will be interested in huh. what his uh status is huh. and why he was just so peaceful all of a sudden and then all of a sudden he was revoked
1: mm-hmm.
2: um did he have his freedom papers or not <laughs> i'm just curious yeah
1: yeah I, <clears throat> that's a very valid question
2: All right, so now we can't leave the M out. We got to go over to Marilyn, and this is uh, Marilyn Mosby. She puts the M in Marilyn. And right in
4: step with Timus, here's Marilyn Mosby. She's the current Baltimore City State's attorney and one of the rogue prosecutors these Soros-type groups support.
19: Our mission as prosecutors is justice over convictions. Justice is not black and white. It may mean a tough sentence in one case. It may mean drug rehabilitation in another case. It may mean diverting somebody out of the system altogether. But this is what progressive prosecution looks like, mm-hmm. pushing back against the overcriminalization of poor black and brown people, mass incarceration. And we're doing this in stages, right? If you look up the word progressive, that's in essence what it is.
4: And here's Mosby again attacking U.S. District Attorney Greg Scott after he points out chilling statistics that cities with rogue prosecutors tend to have higher levels of violent crime.
19: You're not from Baltimore, so I I, I would advise you to please, before you make any mention of what happens in my city, to know what you're talking about.
4: Now, while these statements make for good soundbites and serve as rallying cries for their cause, the results of their policies are not producing the justice they are seeking. In fact, it's hurting the most vulnerable people in our society, the same people they claim they're helping the most.
1: I've uh, <clears throat> two things here. <clears throat> One, very important what you say there, progressive, what it means to be progressive in steps. We do it by little steps. Mhm that's very key what you said there. I had a question. Is there a fan base <clears throat> for um for this type of uh, progressive prosecution amongst the bams of the world?
2: No cuz uh, we're not any different than any other set of americans that we want to live in safe neighborhoods. So it's yeah, I mean we could think things could be and I do not want to speak for all, well, I mean all are there are I mean are
1: there are there literally is there is there any black person who hears this and goes, oh yeah, that's great. We'll finally get get our get our our righteousness, our deal, or whatever. Is 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 the programming working?
2: They hear that if you talk about once again reform police, defund police. In their mind, that's they don't look at it as okay. They're the ones that actually keep the majority of criminals at bay. Right, they look at the one or two cases or whatever's highlighted in the media at the time through the Mm -hmm. videos that go back to the right, the Central Park thing. Right, they're like, okay, we defunding the police is going to stop that. So I'm all for it. Or you know, yeah, that person shouldn't have been locked up. Uh, but they don't understand it's an overall system where it's very um right but when you get
1: al sharpton or any other of the the pastors and reverends coming out and saying you know no justice no peace i mean all of this stuff that all plays into it it's like yeah right we we should have we should have different justice i mean people want it it's it's almost the same as people saying <clears throat> yeah i give up on uh i can't you know this is everything's too stressful give me uh give me universal basic income
2: and and this is where they work in extremes at because it's- Stop and frisk or no cops. It's like, isn't there something in in between that? No, no, no. All we have is we're all out of uh, sensible policing. All we have is- Yeah, making it binary again.
1: That's back to the binary.
2: Which that forces the community, quote unquote, to demand for stricter policing. And then they'll say, oh, we're just delivering what the people wanted. But it's like where the options you gave the people are, you're saying, are, are, are trash. So this the reason why I bring mostly uh, uh, mostly in, into it is because she's the one that implemented Amsterdam in, uh Baltimore. And for people that do not know, I mean, excuse me, Amsterdam, which is the drug free zones, not prosecuting drug offenses. Yeah. We saw that in the wire, right? Remember? I mean, you yep, yep. you're, you've been inducted into the, <laughs> uh, the, the oh, wire there's Washington so Club. many,
1: there's so many people. If you remind them, uh, just another quick story. Um, uh-huh. I was interviewed by Peter McCormick uh, uh, of the what Bitcoin did podcast. Very, very influential. has got like a half a million followers on Twitter. And I brought up drill rap and both mm-hmm. he and his crew went, Oh yeah, of course it's huge in the UK, which it is. Mm-hmm. And, and as, and I, and I went into my, my pitch about how disgusting it is that, you know, this is basically being algoized by YouTube. The labels pick it up. They give them their own, uh, their own sub label. And what was interesting, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm. Although they were like, oh, yeah, that's horrible. I could see that they really loved this music. That they hadn't really considered, hey, this is real. These kids are really killing each other. And and I could see that they had to think about it for a second.
2: Just like everybody loves the X Games. Yeah. But they don't see all the broken arms, legs, knocked out teeth, cracked skulls, and... concussions and everything that goes along with it just like people love football yeah but they don't it's it's when you're at the consumer level it's just like okay it's for entertainment but they don't understand the cost
1: that comes along with it right well so that awareness is good i guess i guess we're helping people with that as well
2: yeah at least you're at least you're aware of what goes on with it i mean now you can you're saying be informed of how you uh how you're saying how you consume it yeah so going back to uh uh is that She brought us Hancher down, right? Only right that you have what's happening in clip number 31.
20: And look, fire is really far from the only concern in vacant buildings. Our Paul Gessler, he has been digging into other issues as well all week long. And Paul, quite a a lengthy list for a city that has about
4: 15,000 vacant homes.
20: Right, yeah, and we are a block away from Abbejoy on South Calhoun Street. And you'll notice this house right here behind me caught fire just on Saturday, two days before that fatal fire on Stricker Street. It also a vacant building, but firefighters tell us the, really the only difference was the floors didn't cave in on this one. In theory, vacant homes should be boarded and secure, but we have found that's not always the case, leading to other dangers that in and around vacant buildings. 15000 this said actually that's how many current vacant buildings the city tracks.
11: You take the vakes away, you take the crime value down,
20: basically. The Stricker Street property had been vacant since 2010, the latest of a long line of fires at vacant buildings, but that's just the start.
10: Nobody knows somebody is there until they enter the
20: house or something. Just around the corner from City Fire Station 8 here in West Baltimore, this entire block of North Gilmore Street is scheduled for demolition. Still, many of the homes are not secure. You can actually look directly into many of these vacant buildings. These homes are really Open to the elements and open to people. In some cases, the boards have been pried right off. You can easily
10: just walk inside of here and just be upstairs chilling or something.
20: At this home, a water leak has caused icicles to form out front and on the basement bed. You can see from the exposed window.
1: Now, this report was from when?
2: Uh, A couple months ago.
1: And the Wire season one aired when?
2: Two. Hold on. Let me see. Two thousand and one, I believe. I rest my case. But hold on there. Wait, there's more. <laughs> because you remember, because <laughs> just to include people in, they were putting dead bodies and hiding them in the vacants. Yeah. And in the wire. And Marlowe, the character that was doing uh, uh, sanctioning all the killings, he was considered basically a serial killer. But nobody cared until they the media used it as they were killing homeless people. Right. You remember, like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, now yeah. we have the oh, homeless. Yeah. Oh, now, oh!
1: Now we got a problem.
2: Now we have the homeless man. It's like, oh, people. That's a that's a feel good story. Now we're gonna have attention brought to it. Yeah. So this is once again like you want to talk about Simpsons prophecy, The Wire man. We yeah, really it's un- gotta start. Unbelievable! At that. It's
1: unbelievable. Who so, wrote that? Who wrote that? Do you know?
2: I'm not sure who wrote The Wire. I'm embarrassed to say because no, it's one of my t- t- favorite up. television shows. But while you're looking that up, let's go ahead and get into the final piece about the vacancy. In 2020, a body was
20: found inside a vacant property here on Argyle Avenue in West Baltimore. And city police tell me that they don't track every body found, but they do when it results in homicide investigations. And dating back five plus years, we've had 22 homicides in or on vacant properties. On property or near, the city has long pointed to the sheer presence of vacant buildings as a cause for crime.
16: If you look at the map of where the murders are, the most violent crime is in the areas with most vacant. Uh, Last
19: summer they had, they had guys going around setting them on purpose. In
20: 2019, investigators determined dozens of fires were intentionally set inside Baltimore vacant buildings. Police arrested two men. Court records show one was convicted. But fires in vacant buildings remain an issue, especially in West Baltimore.
6: Would we love for the city to knock down every vacant house in the city so this never happens again? Absolutely. Until then, we will continue to do our job to protect the citizens of Baltimore. Mm-hmm.
20: Back live now to the Firefighter Union president's point, Baltimore is certainly not the only city in this country to deal with the vacant building issue. Detroit, for instance, has its own demolition department, and in the last seven years, they've demolished about 20,000 vacant buildings. To put that in perspective, Baltimore City only has a target of about 500 annually. For now, reporting live in southwest Baltimore, I'm Paul Gessler for CBS News Baltimore.
1: So who do we have uh, on the scene in Baltimore, Mo? Who can be the uh, cultural icon to shepherd in the new neighborhood we're going to build there eventually?
2: I don't think there is one yet. I don't. I don't. I don't think there oh. is one. But it just baffles me how you have this many vacants, this many homeless people, and nobody <laughs> these smart foundations. Let me see. Is there? Out. Can
1: I? Can I put one and one together here? Will something work? what do you mean well i mean seriously vacant buildings homeless people
2: you know it's like it's all it's so obvious right but what they want to do is burn them down Mm -hmm. and then you know gentrify
1: yeah i know but you got to get rid of the
2: homeless people and the vacants yeah so this this is is, that's
1: a two for one (laughs) it's a two for one it's perfect
2: like, i wish i had a better way of wrapping the show but uh, <laughs> by, by the no, way the, the wire
1: was written by david simon okay uh interestingly i think he's a jew <clears throat> but he worked um just because in context of the show mm-hmm. uh he worked at the uh the baltimore sun city desk for 12 years from 1982 to 95 and wrote homicide a year on the killing streets and so I'd say a lot of this is uh, no wonder it's based on some factual stuff. The guy lived it. He was
2: there. Right. And, and they just highlighted a lot of the things that's going on now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like he had their playbook in a way, or he was in the know of how they was going to roll out these things. And now we, like they said, we're seeing it in Detroit, the same thing, the vacants, the homeless people all over, across the United States. And they have to get rid of these people one way or another. And I think between fit and all, uh, yeah, yeah, <clears> you know, ring policing. Um, I'm sorry, ring policing that I said that's how I look at it. It's gonna be you can't be outside the zone. Oh,
1: right, right, this, right. This, right, this yeah. is
2: the homeless zone, you know, yeah, sector,
1: sectors. Let's call it sectors. Yeah. That's more sci fi yeah, se- sector, yeah. yeah,
2: sector policing.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: Ooh. I think that's gonna wait that way. They're gonna do it. And when you step outside of that, it's gonna be like they're gonna be herding them back into their zones. And then they'll, they'll take back the real estate. Like I said, I wish I had a better way, a more, um, uh, upbeat, uh, way to wrap the show. But the only thing I can say to, to people is first, seek first to understand. Yep. And then, you know, um, and I, at least start talking about the solutions.
1: And also, uh, continue to work on uh parallel networks of all kinds. Make sure that, you know, you're connecting with people, uh, uh, I, I mean, we really need a. Uh, I think that was on my list, wasn't it? I'm going to set up a yes. um, uh, Mofax dot social. Yeah, this mm-hmm. we need. We need our own Mastodon server now for sure. Oh, I'm writing this down, Mo, because we need to start connecting people a little bit. I mean, the, you and I have both seen some of the emails that have been coming in. You mm-hmm. know, our conversations are having impact. It's uh, people are impacting others. I'm really proud of the work you're doing, Mo. This is fantastic.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you, Adam. And as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself.
1: And we will uh, reveal ourselves in uh, 14 days for another uh, standard Mo Facts with Adam Curry, 79. But of course, make sure you check out the Lost Tapes on Wednesday and keep your eye on the socials for everything Mo is up to. We'll talk to you next time. Remember us at MoFundMe.com. See you next time, everybody.
11: You touch your gun. But don't you know you can't hide No, no, baby When you give it up It's only enough to get me by You're playing a game It's so plain You want me to win I'm willing to play Whatever you say If love is the Playing your game, baby Your game, baby Just you and me Playing your game, baby Your game, baby